Hi, this is Tom Atkins. Here's a message for the skeleton crew. I know you guys enjoy doing this show, but for, oh my God, stop it. Just stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. It is here once again, the iconic classic, The Skeleton Crew Horror Podcast. The podcast that will tickle your funny bone and have you screaming for more. Exclusively at Horrorphilia.com with your trio of numbskulls, Jamie Sammons. I, 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 I like it. Dan Chase. I love fucking you guys, dude. Yo, and Alex Edwards. Yeah, asshole. Woo! You are now entering the bone zone. What's up, guys? It's Halloween. The skeleton crew is here one final time. It is a jam-packed dungeon, so let's go through the list. I am joined by Jamie Sammons from ABC's A Hidden Horror, Devour the Podcast, and a hundred others, <laughs> except for the skeleton crew now. Aww. That's interesting. You don't ever mention my other shows. Hmm. You say Dill? Nuh-uh. Many times in the last five years. Have you really? Because I don't remember. Evil episodes. Yeah, we always go over this. Send him a beef. Yeah. Oh, yeah, now it's getting, the list is getting way too long. Did you really say send him a beef? Yeah. Did you say send, send him a beef? Send him a beef. Is that how you're going to bribe Alex to fucking pimp his shows? <laughs> send him a beef. <laughs> and our special guest host, Dad Chase. Hey, yo. Oh, wait. Wrong person. Sorry. <laughs> from cut to the chase now you know i'm mentioning all these shows because that's the only place anyone's gonna hear us anymore so i have to get that out there <laughs> yeah i only got one cut to the chase that's it nobody else wants him on any other show and you heard him from exploding heads dave z oh hi <laughs> what are you doing on this mess <laughs> Oh, we're just looking for the exit. <laughs> Been trying to get out for a while now. <laughs> and you'll be so glad he's on the show from the Married with Children podcast and Kill the Cast, Jerry Herring. Yo, I'm here just because Alex wanted to say Married with Children. <laughs> yeah, I had to promote my show one more time. And I'm Alex from the Married with Children podcast. <clears throat> <laughs> That's the only place you'll ever hear me again. You fucking whore. <laughs> and cut to the chase. Yeah, see? Yep. 
So, wow, yeah, here we are, guys. It's the the final Skeleton Crew. Man, it's been such a great five and a half years. Uh, I've been thinking about the show a lot in that way, like the introspective uh, way or retrospective. I don't know how you would review, like, think of a show. Both. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, oh, hold on. She's back. <laughs> hey, babe. <laughs> Can you give me my wallet back, please? <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I just wanted to go with the flow of marrying with children. Uh, well, this isn't marrying with children. Marrying with children. I'm not supposed to be peg right now. <laughs> so I wonder how often Alex calls her Peggy during sex. <laughs> <clears throat> what was I saying? Yeah. So when I look back on the skeleton crew, um, it's nothing but good memories, you know? I mean... It's it's just like the best times. I mean, you know, little hiccups happen along the way, and I think it'd be just bad to think back on it as anything negative. Because I mean, look at all the good that's come of it, and the great times and fun, and all the friends we've accumulated over the whole period of time. Yeah, and, and especially like look at okay, like uh, first off, I'm interested like Dave Z's perspective because you've been there since the beginning, and. uh and I, I can definitely give my point of view, but I'm just curious as to coming in, because, Jerry, you came in at the tail end here. You're a fucking newbie. You barely yeah, even fucking know my name. Yeah, I always come in the tail. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I'm curious, though, Dave, Dave Z, from your perspective, um, how's this been since, you know, beginning to end? Well, it's, it's kind of crazy, because even I didn't come in at the beginning. I came in, remember when I, call, I called in episode 50? And that's the first time my voice was actually heard on the show. But I, I came at 50, but at, but here's the weird thing. At 50, that's when you guys were, were peaking as mm. a whole. This is Tom Atkins, Skeleton Crew. Thrill me. I listened to episode one first because that good was man. Good. Yeah, I, that's how I got in, introduced to podcasts and fucking the show, which is probably why I'm still here because it was Friday, the, if not for Friday the Thirteenth, and of co- and of course that's why I had to reference it right away. But um, you knew co- Alex before that, though, correct? From well, a, yes, yes. from a message board or something like that. Yeah. So is it because it was Alex? Or, yep. Yeah, which Alex. is not a, a a it's not a sexually transmitted disease. It's not, it's glad <laughs> the clad. Don't get mad. Get a clad. <laughs> yeah, me and Dave knew each other for like uh, I'd say what ten, uh, 2004. Did I start that site? It was three or four. Yeah. Yeah. So we knew each other that long, and he lived in Vegas, and we became friends there. And he was a moderator on there and stuff like that. And then. Um, he kind of was going, you know, we already talked about the things with his wife and ex-wife. So, during that time, he wasn't really talking to his horror friends or anything. So, we kind of lost touch. And then, out of nowhere, I guess, what did you, you called me because you still had my number, but yours was changed or something? Yeah, I forgot what it was. I remember that I, I was changing numbers into a phone because I was changing carriers. I was just back from Vegas. Something was fucked up. And anyway, I saw your name. 
And I said, oh, man, I haven't talked to him in years. I go, I better make sure he gets my number. So anyway. Yeah. And then he, he, he called and somehow it came up. He was like, you know, we realized Clad was sort of defunct at that point. It, that sort of died down in 2009. So, wow, five years later, oddly enough. Uh, I guess that's my, like, shelf life. And thank God the Marrow Children <laughs> show is only going to go on for five years because that's perfect. Let me ask you a question, Dave. When you say you called, you meant on the phone called? Yes, on the phone. No, he stood okay. on a very tall building. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he goes, hey, yo, yo. He had two coke. He's like Rocky. just goes, hey, yo. <laughs> no, I well, called him on Skype. <laughs> reason I say that. Jerry, you can attest to this as well because we had a conversation about this the other day. It is so much easier planning shit with people. Uh oh, not when he can't hear you. Planning <laughs> shit with people. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> is he? Is he still talking? I put it in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> the castle. <laughs> like you blew a load to people oh, what a great time I've been having <laughs> I know you love it Dan but good god can you hear me yes oh, okay <laughs> I was laughing uh, I totally forgot what I was saying wow it's it's so much easier planning oh. things with people uh, <laughs> <laughs> no and actually that's what I was gonna say I'm just gonna end it there <laughs> Okay. Well, yeah, yes, it is easy to plan people. Uh, I always <laughs> plan better when I'm orgasming. <laughs> well, that's why he doesn't get on many shows. <laughs> I can second that. <laughs> no, I was kidding. You have a great sex life. I should know. Yeah, you fives. Everything's in fives, right? So five minutes, if we ask Tiff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everything's in fives. Give me five. It's maybe even five. So, so uh, yeah, that all happened, and... You know, I started my podcasting in uh, 2010, June, um, and... Wait, what was he going to say? (laughs) Oh, you were still talking, Dan? Oh, no, I just... (laughs) Okay, no, no, uh, I'm sorry. You can't leave it hanging. I should be the last person to be giving advice or anything, but I would say if I were to give anybody a podcast tip or advice, and Jerry, you know what it was some about getting a tip from me, um, <laughs> is is to talk on the phone, talk extensively on the phone to get your ideas out, um, more so than, than typing either over Facebook or via email or anything like that, because you can get a lot more done that way. And that's Dan all loves to talk extensively on the phone. That is true. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Does this guy breathe? <laughs> no. I don't have time for that shit. So that's where Brandon learned it from. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Well, he just edits out his breathing. Dan is a natural. <laughs> so he, he, you got to get the genuine not breathing. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's been a long thing. Uh, I started, uh, it looks like August 9th, 2010 was my first show. And I was like insanely horrible. And from there, you would never imagine that I would ever even have the balls to to like start up my own show and uh I got to go back to that Alex you to say you were unsure about starting this show is the understatement of the fucking century dude I still remember your voice when we first started talking about it. you were like uh, yeah man I, I don't know I I think I 
think we could do a show. I think it might be good. Because there were so many fucking unknowns at that point, right, going in right, from the yeah. get-go. So many unknowns. Who knew that me, I wouldn't be the weakest link out of everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Still a weak link at that, but not the weakest. But, yeah, starting off, there were so many questions. Like, I had never re- – I've been on a couple podcasts before, but always as, like, a guest or something like that. Uh, well, we guessed it on the same show initially, and uh, yeah. and yeah, it started with Rabbit and Red. Uh, Vince, that was his podcast, and Mike was on there. And then Mike asked me to go on there. All right, I am Vince. Uh, Mike will be joining us a little bit later, but tonight is uh, my co-host Alex from Crystal Wake After Dark. Alex, come on, you had to wake that startup music. What's that? You had to like that startup music. Oh, I love it. Uh, I remember hearing it the first time, and Mike said it grows on him every time he's heard it, and uh, I, I kind of agree with that. It's a nice little... Uh, what's that? I, I just, I love that Kings of Leon song. And it's yeah. just something about it's very eerie, and uh, and a nerd like me, it makes me think of Halloween, too. But yeah, I used the Halloween warm thing for it, because it's the be- one of the best uh, Donald Pleasant speech of all time. Yeah, uh, there's not too many Donald Pleasant speeches like Halloween 1, and he didn't really capture them again in Halloween 2, like the first one or any of the other ones for that matter, but that was uh, something you just can't do again because uh, it's just timeless. And, and the Halloween 2 one, there's about two kind of key parts in it, and uh, the best one is probably the one in, when he's at, getting supposedly taken away from Haddonfield, but, you know, that's when he finds out about Michael Myers and the Laurie Strode connection. He gives a little cool speech there. But yeah. the rest didn't quite live up to it. And, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it's good. I mean, it's... It, uh, and actually, the one from uh, Halloween 6, even though I think it's one of the worst Halloween movies of all time, I'm sure Mike is on listening to this right now, uh, hitting himself in the head because he, he loves Halloween 6. I don't because I, I have an IQ above 80. So that's why I'm on <laughs> Halloween um, Believe it or not, I'm not as much of a hater as uh, for six as I am for five. Definitely five. I think it's probably the worst horror movie almost ever made, except for Halloween 8. And um, I don't know, six is... It's, it's uh, you know what, I'm a good friend of Mike. I'm going to say it's okay. No, it's not bad. I, keep, I rewatch it, I watch it. I, I go... It, you know, my problem is, I don't know what they were thinking, but the whole... Um, the whole rape thing. I mean, that's pretty much what it comes down to. It was, the storyline was Michael Myers pretty much rapes his niece. Right. They were, that's where, that's where it lost me. And I didn't pick up on that when I first watched in the theater. It was once I rented it. And went, wait, wait a second. Did, did, they, did they just do a Michael, wait, did he just rape her? Yeah. Um, I really didn't know what to make of that. <laughs> I, I really didn't even know that until recently. Yeah, it's one of where you keep watching, it ain't, I don't know where you pick up on it. It is one of those things where you just pick up on And you also uh, pick up on the fact that, wow, Jamie Lewin in Halloween 6 really aged horribly. She was 15, but she looked like she was uh, 34. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, I, no, I remember there was an interview with the girl, I think, on one of those Halloween DVDs, and a lot of people were kind of not happy with the casting choice. And um, it's funny because she looked 34 and she was playing a 15, 16-year-old. And in real life, uh, 
what's her name? Um, the chick who plays Jamie Lloyd. Yeah, she actually is 30, and she looks 15. So. Yeah, it's funny how it's reversed. Yeah, and uh, that's just one of those things I could never, I, I, can't, I still can't get around it. I, I just, I, I, I know his name is Donald's last movie, and that didn't last very long. They were in horror bid, so we got a lot of exposure, so everybody was all hopped up on that idea. But then I was even off of there when they stayed on for another six months. Then I came back. Then we were gone. So, And that's when those House of Horror guys came on. So, oh, so, oh, uh, Alex, you want to come on a show I'm doing on horror bid? <laughs> Nailed it, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> Killed it. We heard you wanted to suck the dick of horror for a few years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lip rings and all, baby. Lip rings and all. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Tom would know about sucking the dick of anything. But... He's going to take a shot the last show. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm still taking a shot. Even though we, like, patch things up on the air, I'm still doing this. <laughs> awesome. What's up, uh... He, you know, they said we suck the dick of the horror movies. and Oh, yeah, wait, but that's even a little bit before, after. So um, <clears throat> those guys took over horror, horror bid. So uh, when Vince and Mike were off of there, I wasn't really, uh, I guess, committed at the time. So they were going to go do their show on a site that had, like, nobody listening. And at that time, it was too much of a roller coaster for me to go to, like, what we thought uh, was, like, thousands <laughs> to uh, – to nobody, like to 26 people. Like, you know, and it wasn't my vision being brought to life either in any way. Like, I had a little bit of input on that show. So either way, I wasn't very passionate or committed. So um, then I did that GPK radio thing for a while. And then <clears throat> Mike got in a fight with Vince. And to get back at Vince, he said, we should start our own show. And I, I'm still friends with Justin, so I bet we can get back on Harvard. So... That was the selling point to me. And I was like, well, wow, really? A lot of people will hear us again? He's like, yeah, dude, I can make it happen. I, I swear, you'll see. So I was like, well, who's going to host it? And he's like, well, dude, you host it. I was like, uh, yeah, okay. And then I was like, you, do you remember me on this show? And then he's like, no, dude, don't worry. I'll be there, buddy. It'll be fine. <laughs> I was like, okay, so what would? So you're going to save me? Yeah, that's a laugh, right? Don't I worry. I'll the hold you and Daniel's Harris pants and this Michael Myers tape. It's a show. And he will make all the bodily fluid jokes you can stand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God, that will definitely pull us out of any uh, you know gutter we walk into <laughs> on this show. So, you know, he, he somehow does this. He talks Justin into doing this. And then now we're on the show with House of Horror. And, uh, I mean, on the website with House of Horror being the other show for Harbit. So we do that, and then that's when the whole thing, they decided to take a jab at us. And it's so weird that um, that I listened to that show, because I never listened to them once I was on there. And um, I read a description of their show, and something appealed to me about something in their description. So I just put it right to that spot. It's, it's like like we talk all the time about you know, things being meant to be, and I that really is how that happened. So I just listened to those five minutes somehow. Mm. <laughs> and then that's when they attacked us and called our show Fanboy Reviews, and we just sucked the dick of horror movies instead of actually analytically breaking it down. And whose fault was this? Who called this entire controversy? Matt Wiesel. Yeah, who who called in the question? Matt Wiesel. That sparked the flame? 
Matt was L. <laughs> Matt was L. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So he just innocently wrote, and he, he called us fanboys actually, and then they just <laughs> and they ran with the negativity. But to him, it wasn't negative. He, I know what he was saying, but to them, it was negative to say something like that because technically, you don't ever want to be called a fanboy. You know, it isn't really a compliment. But I know what Matt meant. I've embraced it though. I've embraced it. I call myself a Friday fanboy all the fucking time, and. I, I I don't consider it a um a negative anymore. Just well, at the time everybody's it was. a fanboy for something now. Yeah, no, at the time it was taken more seriously. Yeah, Dan's yeah. a fanboy for Dick. <laughs> Still am. <laughs> so uh, they did this, and then we got on and responded after our great Ethel interview from Friday Five. So <laughs> to prove we're not fanboys, we're gonna talk about our Friday obsession to you guys <laughs> while we interview a Friday Five person. <laughs> So uh, we did that, and I didn't know how that would be taken exactly, that whole show, but that banned people together, believe it or not, and they took our side, and a lot of people on Horrorbid took our side, which was amazing, and then they started attacking those guys pretty bad, and then after a while, uh, those guys were just thrown off, and we overtook them, so it was kind of like a weird reverse payback. Only Vince not being involved, but me and Mike run Rabbit and Red, so it, it was kind of like weird how that all happened. So then, ever since then, we were that show until some weirdo took over Harbid, and then <clears throat> it just kind of um, it was time to leave. And then, but in between all that, Jason Lloyd is Harphelia. You know, somehow I found this network. Um, I think it was because of Jamie, and that's how I met Jamie. Yep. Yeah, we did a sleepaway camp retrospective, and <clears throat> when we were done, back then I was I was more concerned at how good I was or how good, uh, like I was less confident. You know, after, you know, you go past 52 shows, you don't feel that anymore, but at the time, it was like 20-something. So, um, I wasn't very confident in anything at the time, I always wondered and second-guessed myself. So I said, well, let me hear someone else do a sleepaway camp show, because I want to see if ours is better or worse or equal. So I just searched one up, and somehow Jamie was doing one, like, around the same time. And that's how I heard her. That's crazy, because when, when I get to how I found the Skeleton Crew, it's a very no, similar thing. Them. Okay. Oh. Oh, we'll try to remember that. I'll just finish this part out, then you tell us. Please. And I remember Alex Alex reached out to us on Devour the Podcast. He sent in a, a voicemail to Devour, and it stuck out to me because he had music in the background when he made the voicemail. Ever the consummate producer. Um, <laughs> so he sent that. It was really nice. He was very nice, and it sounded great. So I reached out to him. And I said, hey, loved your voicemail. Thanks so much. It sounded really cool. I love the music in the background. And then we became friends. Yeah. So so that happened. And at the time, I just liked Jamie. But it was me, Mike, and Dan. So, you know, nothing really came of it for a while. So we, we did that for a while. And we, we got in touch with Jason. I think the first show Jason posted on Horophilia was our, our uh, Bill Mosley interview. Mm. Uh, that was a standout interview because that was one where I said, Mr. Bill. Oh, <laughs> no, that's not the reason to stood out. Mr. Bill. Uh, hi, Mr. Uh, Bill. I, f- I think I forgot his last name for a split second, which isn't surprising. Right? Uh... 
So what, Mr. What the fuck's his name? Bill? (laughs) (laughs) And that that was like the first introduction to horophilia. And I think that maybe was an eye-opener to people because I don't think that was happening all that much in horophilia uh, at the period that we were there. I'm sure it was when Jason uh, started and all that. So we came on and we kind of made a name for ourselves with a lot of big shows right away. Then all the Halloween stuff happened and the Halloween movie awards. And then I guess the rest is kind of history. I mean, so uh, that's like the little short origin story. I have a question. Yeah. First of all, I think that's awesome because I never knew that about the sleepaway situation with uh, with the two of you, with Jamie and Alex. That's I didn't know. Or maybe I heard it and just didn't pay attention, which entirely (laughs) does happen. (laughs) But uh, <laughs> that's my mind. It sucks. But anyway, um, just like now, I forgot my question. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Horror bit. <laughs> they were burning the barn, Dave. <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> Jamie texted that a couple nights ago, too. I'll never live that shit down. <laughs> no, my love, you won't. But it's, a, it's only because I love you so much, and it just it cracks me up every time. <laughs> but, yeah, so I was watching it for Friday the 13th. And it got to that part, so I took a little video cap of that part, and I sent it, and I'm like, I just found my new summer job. (laughs) Stealing gas and selling it. Yeah, getting ready to pour it on the fucking barn. Oh, man. Okay, I'm sorry, Dave. What was your question? About Sleepaway Camp? No, about Horbit. (laughs) And here's the worst part. I just wasted all that time, and it's not even a question about you. It's about fucking... (laughs) I, I didn't know that that show... Uh, the horror, uh, what was it called? The other show? House of Horrors. House of Horrors. They got kicked off a fucking orbit? Why? What did they do? Puke on an episode or something? No, I've done that. (laughs) (laughs) That will not get you kicked off of of an episode. I know! Yeah, apparently not. I've been kicked off a network. (laughs) And I've been trying to do it, and I can't. Tua, tua. Dan, can you recreate that for our final show, please? God. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that's pretty dead on, but he's heard it so many times. I know it. No, it. Hey, it, we're talking about coming full circle. I'm still we, coming back with the fucking... It was just on the last episode, and I knew it was going to show up there, too. When, I, when, I, when we were recording and I made that sound, I was like... I'm waiting for Alex to insert that. <laughs> so when I'm listening back to the show, and there it is. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Now, Dan, can you put a trash barrel in front of your mouth to get that exact? Ex- I already have one right here. Oh, perfect. <laughs> now, everyone, this is what I think is funny. Everyone makes fun of Dan for that oh. show. No one seems to remember that Alex fucking fell asleep <laughs> in the middle of that commentary. I was the only one who had my shit together. Jamie, you're the only one who's ever had their shit together on this show. That's for sure. Oh, my God. But wait, Jamie, didn't you fall asleep like two shows ago? Oh, yeah, Jamie. What about that? Nobody knew it. Yeah, because I cleaned it up. You're like, I'm sorry, I fell asleep. Where where were we? Dracula did what now? Jerry was on that on there too and i wake up to jamie 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 what do you think of dracula hello dracula 
Track alert. So Dan overshadowed Alex. Alex, that that's the only reason you got lucky because Dan stole all the thunder by by going. It's almost like when Farrah Fawcett died and then Michael Jackson died a day later. Like, who? Or Elvis and fucking, uh, uh, what's his name? Groucho Marx. Right, exactly. (laughs) Don't you know from Devil's Rejects? He stole all the thunder. That was great. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. See? So that's that's how I got off with that one. I think <laughs> I think that, that, that there's a thing to this too, though, Alex. Now, in the beginning, like I knew of several podcasts, but not too many of them, right? So there was a big learning curve, and they kind of fucking jumped in front of that train first, man. Like they just went wave at like in terms of we kept our heads down and we just banged out fucking you know twelve in a row for twelve days straight, um, or thirteen rather. Wait, was it twelve? Yeah, thirteen, right? And uh, leading up to the Friday the 13th one, and we just kind of kept our heads down and did our shows where they, like you said, they were just basically bashing movies and stuff like that. And to this day, Jerry Herring, people don't like our selections or whatever, but I go back to the fucking first show where it's like, well, all we're going to do is basically shit that we want to cover. So it's either movies we like or, generally speaking, movies that we don't like and we can find some humorous element in it where we can rip on it you know what i'm saying and there's been some missteps over the years because we try and say okay well we want to be topical yet we want to mix it with going back to the 80s all the stuff that we want to cover from back then and then obviously we just did like all the 90s horror and stuff like that but it's always been at the end of the day stuff that we've pretty much wanted to do i would say right yeah that might have changed the tone of our show overall you know, um, the, I think the only time we were stuck bashing things is when they were part of franchises we were doing. Right. Or, well, Cabin in the Woods, your 13th episode, which I've, I've always wanted to ask this. Did you let Michael J. title this one? Because it's called Cabin in the Woods, Horror Hit or Horror Hype? Or were you just like, because it was so early on, because it wasn't until like episode 15 you started using interesting names? That's Alex all the way. That's Alex all the way. I think I was trying to uh, build interest around the title, yeah. And because, well, that was, you know, that was us trying to catapult ourselves into uh, big ratings and stuff. So that was like, hey, dude, everyone's talking about this. We got to do it. And uh, it was about the hype. That was one of the most hyped up movies of all time at the time. And yeah, I guess that was one of my worst cheesy titles, but. Like you said, it was only the first episode we did after um, the first retrospective, the Friday 13th thing. Wait, so. so 145 episodes later, do you still not like Cabin in the Woods? Uh, I do not yeah, like it. Yeah, he still no. doesn't like it. That blows oh. my mind. Mm-mm. It's okay. You have a mind? I, 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 <laughs> <no>. <laughs> there are some movies I definitely have changed and turned around on, but that's not one of them now. That's why I like the Hostel movies. You, you kind of switched on that. You weren't into it, and then you dug it while we... When we come. Yeah, that was a good time. Well, but that's the thing, though. So we've always done kind of what we've wanted to do. Um, and we've had some missteps or whatever. But also in the beginning, <clears throat> like I said, I knew of some podcasts. But until we got to Jason Lloyd's site where all the podcasts were basically fucking scooped up from the Internet and thrown on his site. And then you got um, Bo with Legion and two. I would say between those two sites are the best podcasts out on the internet horror wise right i mean there's a reason why that everybody's a on huge chunk of those by the way yes were Jamie is on 
Jamie's on. No, and well, Scarlett yeah. Was was <laughs> Jamie was the original member. No, no, no. <laughs> it's on the but block. a huge chunk of those were cultivated by me. <laughs> exactly. In the, in the beginning, I, w- yeah, I would find shows and bring them to Jason and say, here, check this out. Here, check this out. Here, check this out. So a lot of the shows that were on Horophilia back then were shows that I found. Well, Are any of them still on the network is my question. Um, Let me think. years of horror well he got done so he's not on anymore another one was bb and bc they just left um big black cock (laughs) (laughs) yeah gill and roscoe only they're they're not there anymore it's gill and roscoe (laughs) Um, yeah duncan mcleish man he's awesome yeah he named duncan mcleish's show i could yeah i did did. boom um (laughs) Well, no, I didn't. He, I helped. You I, suggested it, I, and he, he came she, up with it. She gave the the approval for the name. I am the first one to start using the abbreviated T putts, though. I uh, that's right. Um, what about Killer Podcast from Outer Space? How can we name it that? No, why didn't you name your show that? Because Duncan's <laughs> not a clown, Alex. But um, well, and you know, the only reason Legion got started was because. We got booted from Horophilia. Shit, I got kicked off two networks. <laughs> um, I, don't go. I don't know if this is a time or place, but I really want to know about this whole Jamie getting kicked off networks. Oh, she told the story, I think, already. She's on the a show. gangster, that's why. Um, well, no, the, the Devourer didn't get kicked off or anything bad. Uh, what happened with that was um, there were a shit ton of shows on Horophilia, and Jason was doing all the work, and he he and he, which he still does. I mean, he still posts everything, and I mean, he goes all in. And really dedicates himself to this stuff. And it was killing him because there were way too many shows. And so what he decided to do, even though at the time Devour was one of the most popular shows on the network because we had been there for a long time. Um, it, it The only fair thing he could think to do was to get rid of the shows that he wasn't hosting because back then – he had shows that he was hosting and then shows that he would just – they were members of the network, but they had their own hosting. So right. he what he did, to be fair, was just get rid of all the shows that he know, that he wasn't hosting. And that included Devour the Podcast. That included Teapots. That included uh, Gil and Roscoe. So Roscoe. we lost um, – <laughs> so horophilia lost several shows for that but it was just that was the only fair way he could think to do it you know so um then because of that uh devour we weren't on a network anymore so then david decided to start legion only it wasn't called legion he didn't really have a name at the time no, you know, he was, was, he was starting called, a network you know what it was called the I do League. not remember what it was called. Teapots? The League of Extraordinary Podcasts. That's Oh, right. yeah. Oh, my God. I remember. Oh, wow. I do yes, remember that. I'm right. telling you. That's how I my works. Yeah. I'm a complete no, fucking – I'm See, brilliant and I'm an idiot at you're the like same time. <laughs> Anyone here can tell you that. 246. 81, 81, 81. 246. <laughs> Charlie Babbitt. Yeah. yeah. I said earlier that if anybody would remember, it would be Dave because you always hold that shit. Like, you got that shit in your head. But, yeah, that's I, right. I don't that's know how. Let's go to Walmart. Look at a Walmart. <laughs> because David was working 40 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, he didn't have the time to do that. So he said, you know what? And this is interesting, too, because Bo was getting out of podcasting. Like, he was, oh, he yeah. was 
he's on his way out. David said, I'm not going to, I can't do the network. And Bo said, I'll do it. And I was like, what? (laughs) So (laughs) Bo took over named it legion there was like this whole thing about you know what should we name it and everything and yeah, so- then he looked at his skin and he said okay <laughs> <laughs> we all settled on legion and you know why i, I legion was because, why i voted for legion was because i really liked the tagline for we are many the um, justice league oh wait so we uh so we started legion and then that was and then he just sort of like he went all in like he is amazing yeah. Um, as far as what he does for the network. This really? Well, wow, yeah, let's go to Legion. That's true. So, I, I had dinner with him and a bunch of the other Legion podcasters oh, that's uh, right. not too long ago. And uh, yeah, they do some crazy stuff. And you were, you were the black sheep of the group because you're in horophilia. Yo, no joke. I'm at the table and I'm like... And I make a joke about how I'm trying how I'm trying to make my podcast better than everyone else. And one of them just goes, oh, I didn't know it was a competition. And I was like... This is awkward. And I was just like, no, a competition only for horophilia. That way no one else at this table can get mad at me. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, it's interesting. The dynamic between horophilia and legion are very different. It's very different. Not in a, I'm not saying any, either one of them is bad or good or you know better or worse or anything. It's, oh. just, it's different. Oh, I agree. It is different. But and, um, I love horophilia. I mean, if it weren't for horophilia and if it weren't for Jason, I wouldn't have... I wouldn't have been anywhere right now. Um, he scooped yeah. us up when we got kicked off Horror Palace. <laughs> yeah, you'd be in Atlanta. Horror still. Palace. Oh, my God. That's right. I would because, oh, yeah. my God. Because you wouldn't have met. Right. I never would have met Brian. Correct. Because he met you through the Devour and the whole yeah. night. Do you, yeah. know how he, you know how he heard about yeah. Devour? Kruger Nation. No. Oh. oh, God. Thank God the guy didn't kill himself before he went. <laughs> Wait, what show? Curb a nation. Kruger nation. Johnny Krug. Oh, Kruger. I'm sorry. Curb a nation. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> no, he heard a he heard an ad oh, wow. for Devour the podcast while he was listening to Kruger Nation. Wow. And good old Johnny so then Krug. He nice. Listening to Devour. And well, rest is history. But who, um, who thought he'd still be alive five years later? <laughs> yeah, we should like baby proof his mouth <laughs> in case he wants to accidentally fall into the edge of the table. No shoelaces, <laughs> like in Cult of Chuck. All right, welcome to the Halloween dating game. I'm your host, Alex Edwards. For all you lucky ladies out there, we have the one, the only, Haddonfield killer, Michael Myers. Yes, he's adorable, isn't he? Since we're on the radio, Michael, we're going to do this a little differently. Instead of having three contestants try to win a date with you, we're going to go ahead and interview you, play it over the radio, and we're going to get... The phone's ringing off the hook. I just know it. All right, Michael, it's time for you to tell the ladies a little bit about yourself. Okay, Michael, let's start off with how old are you? 21. All right, and where do you live? Haddonfield. Still Haddonfield. 
Okay, and what do your hobbies include? Killing people. Mm-hmm, what do you do for fun? Kill people. Right. Okay, and for all the young ladies who are going to be calling in, when you go on a date, what do you look forward to? Get my dick stopped. Yeah, they don't do it, because I just kill them afterwards. Uh-huh. All right, well, uh, describe your perfect girl to me, Michael. Big sucking lips. Mm-hmm. Big tits. Right. Let me stick my dick in. A big ass, so I can also stick my dick in. Anything a little deeper, Michael? That's it. That's all I care about. All righty. Do you want any girls calling in to know anything about you? No. Well, when a girl looks for something in a guy, what will she find in you? My dick. And how long is your dick? Six and a half inches. Mm -hmm, not bad. How long do you last in bed? Normally two minutes. All right, ladies, there you have it. Michael Myers, 21 years old. He resides in Haddonfield, and he likes to kill people. If you want to be one of the lucky young ladies who win a date with this interesting man, call us at 215-240-7893. And that's all we have for the Halloween dating game. See you next time. things that were asked when it comes to sort of the history of the skeleton crew is why if you're starting a show and you want people to listen to you would you start it by bashing one of the most beloved movies in horror history in friday the 13th part three and then go against the grain in reviewing cabin in the woods then the newest horror movie everybody seems to like wouldn't you just hold your opinions to yourself and fake it and just try to appeal to people and not do what you did. Mm. So that was one of the things that were asked first. Um, as far as our perspective, Dan and I are the ones who bashed Friday 3. Now, Dan, we didn't really think about it all that much, right? We really didn't even consider uh, if anybody would be offended by that. We sort of just talked to each other and, and said, oh, boy, this movie or whatever, and then just did it, right? I mean <clears> – <throat> Well, that at that point too, we were we were full steam ahead with those shows. We were just going through them like crazy, right? Like recording. Yeah, them. we would do like three or four a day. Yeah, and there was a huge fucking learning curve for me. Um, I don't know how different I sound from back then till now, but I know for like just the way I took notes and the way I process information, and then with how we talk about it and stuff like that. Even by the end, I, I feel like I was I was a lot different. But we had it was a learning curve, but 
we had no reference points in a way. You know, like I said, this is before we got to uh, to horror networks. Right? Yeah, we we didn't. And and I knew of a couple podcasts. Don't don't get me wrong. I want to say like maybe five or six of them or whatever. But I didn't even really know what I was doing. So we were just kind of giving our perspectives and shit like that. And I feel like it hasn't changed that much over the years. Like it's pretty much. I I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> well, I think we changed in the sense that we realized that. Listen. Every time you're reviewing a movie, if you love it, or let's just say if you hate it, you're a, probably offending half the people listening. Right. So, so you have to think about that, and you're uh, in some small way alienating your your audience and stuff if you do something like that. So, you have to at least have the presence of mind to be lighthearted about what you're doing. I mean, unless it's a universally hated movie, then you could pretty much go all out. But when you know you're reviewing. Friday 3, and maybe for whatever reason, me and Dan didn't particularly like it at the time. Okay, that's fine, but we have to realize that most people love it. We should have taken that into account and said, well, you know, we could say our piece, but let's just keep it lighthearted, keep it moving, and and we can't, you can't be so lopsided in an interview. Like, it was all one side. I'm not even sure if we said anything positive. We weren't even trying to look for the positives in the movie, and that was the biggest mi- – I probably regret that show more than anything we've done here. Like I just wish we could erase that and just pop in show 103 there. But it would just – it would be kind of fake and stupid to do that. I know now though we feel differently about that movie. You know? I know I know, I do a lot. Oh, you changed? Dan, I, I know Alex changed because I was here when it happened and I yeah. I, I was Dan, partially responsible. I'll say. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, dude, yeah, no, for, for sure. No, I would I would definitely agree with that, Dave. But for me, podcasting's always been like and I don't know if too too many people talk about this, but it's always how you feel about that movie at that point in time. Like that may change on second, third view and, and shit like that. And it doesn't render your your thing invalid. It's just that's how you felt on that particular watch. And I just feel like between I still feel like all my talking points that I've made, I still stand by them. I just don't feel as strongly with them. Like I still think being sandwiched in between two and four, like you're already gonna come up short. And yeah. and there are aspects of that movie which what I I don't really like. It they're not my favorite, but you watch it in retrospect and from, and from the whole series and it's still it's 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 definitely strong but that's how i oh yeah back then you know and at the time yeah we we had a skewed vi- I, and plus we were running with yeah, we we knew that we had to express opinions so we kind of felt we gotta like bring us to the show so whatever we're thinking we really got to get it out there and maybe it'll create something to talk about so i think we we overdid that you know and yeah. we went too hard on that idea so let's talk let's get a perspective like jerry like when you start listening to our show and you heard that show what did you think and what made you keep listening after that um well, I start. I had listened to two shows before I went back to number one, right? For Skeleton Crew, and I never really cared for three. Like hmm. I didn't think it was bad, but I never really cared for it. I never. I just thought it was a very awkward movie. Like it, it, it seems like it was made just to be made. Like it didn't seem to have a purpose or anything like that. So I, I was actually in agreement with y'all. I think y'all actually made me dislike the movie more 
Okay, this is a weird uh, answer. Um, I, I was thinking I was going to hear something totally different here. <laughs> no, y'all, y'all actually pushed me into not liking the movie more, and I just rewatched it the other night. I, I'm still pretty lukewarm on the movie. I like my favorite thing about the movie is just how many times you see like the back of Jason's shirt as he enters a building. Like yeah. I always thought that was that was stalking. good because. Yeah. yeah, well, no, not him st- as much stalking, but just them seeing the, him out of the corner of their eye, him entering a building or someone <laughs> like that. Oh. No, I don't, yeah. Like that, when they go into the barn and you see right. him yes. hanging in the distance, you can I, see his yes. shoulders. Right. I thought that was really, I think that's the best part of the movie. But then there's parts where I have problems like, how did the bikers get to the barn so fast? Like literally they got their motorcycles ran over. And then how the do they car, know where to go? I, you know, I, got, also, how, like, I got the answers to both questions. How about that? Oh, wow. Okay, please tell me. <laughs> nope, Dave's Jamie, been studying since we talked about this. <laughs> Jamie, I couldn't wait. It was happenstance. Just last night, like, I watched so many movies yesterday. It was ridiculous. I had the day off. My I did not have my daughter. My wife was working 12 hours. So I stayed in bed and watched movies all day. So now. For 12 hours. <laughs> oh, fuck it. For the entire day. For. Almost Jesus. 24, except when I got up to shower, shit, or go out and get something to eat. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> that is amazing. I do it when I can. Not that Living often. the dream. So, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> but, anyway, at the end of the night, I was, I was tired, and I, I knew I had to get up early to do this. So, I, I took a Xanax, and I said, I don't want to watch a movie. <laughs> That I don't want to watch you. a movie because if I watch a movie, I might doze off or get tired. I can't give it my attention. So what should I watch? I'm like, hmm, Crystal Lake Memories. I'll do it. It was just Friday the 13th. I watched four of the movies the other day. So I'm watching it, and I, I, I'm watching the part three part. And it says that initially when Shelly pulls away after he hits them, that – there, there's a scene, uh, I think it was like scenes 8 to uh, to 15 or 8 to 11. It was a sequence that was in the script of when they were shooting these parts. And it was called to be shot that they got on their bikes quicker and were able to follow them. And then, oh, I remember that, yeah. Yeah, they showed it. So this was all supposed to be filmed. And what's his name was there? Shelly, Larry Zerner. And he says, and ultimately he goes, I don't know why it didn't film. Maybe it was budgetary or whatever, which probably was because the shoot was a mess because all the 3D shit. So yeah. initially the movie made sense. Unfortunately, it, it wasn't filmed that way. I'm going I'm to go they to made the... go back and get the gas cans. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go to the Jamie defense in the last uh, House of Dracula and House of Frankenstein uh, show and go, it's up to the movie to show us how this works. Oh, that's right. right. That's right. That's absolutely right. Yeah, it is a failure, but I'm just saying it was intended. But yeah, yeah, and I appreciate that, Dave, because I had like a dumbass just watched Crystal Lake Memories a little while ago and did not recall that. Yeah, that's because you had the commentary on it. Was talking over. Yeah, that's right. I watched the commentary on a documentary. So something did happen after he said, "Get back here, you bastards." Okay. Yeah, Jerry, if you think that's fun, looking at the shoulders of Jason, try this. Watch Jason takes. Uh, I was about to say Jason takes a boat. Watch Jason goes to Manhattan. What the fuck is it called? Jason it's, takes Manhattan. Okay, yeah. come on. The Muppets did it better. <laughs> Watch Jason takes Manhattan, and every single time you see him lean around a doorframe, go hello. <laughs> it is the, really, it's really fun. <laughs> I just, I just rewatched that video I made with my cat, and so when you said Jason takes a boat, that's all I could think of. 
<laughs> was my cat. <laughs> and there you go, Alex. You kept doing it. Yeah. Well, when you guys did show eight, Mike and Dan, especially Mike, trashed fucking episode eight, episode eight, I call it. Fucking, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Manhattan, and you defended it, you know? Yeah, now, yeah, I went against the grain there, too, yeah. Yeah, you were Episode all eight, he says. <laughs> it is episode eight, though. <laughs> What's the matter with these cats? <laughs> Defending a movie that most people hate, I never felt was risky or risque. I don't know. Is that how you always say it? No, it's those are two different words. I was going to say it depends on which word you're trying to use. <laughs> well, risque only means sexually, I guess, right? Frisky. And risky <laughs> means it's just risky. No, it's not like frisky. Dan, you're not getting arrested. Okay. I'll... <laughs> Marangu. I'll say this, though. The porno? I... should be. Alex, with the Cabin in the Woods, though, I liked it so that it wasn't completely lopsided on that show, you know? Uh, it was because you, you weren't on it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> See what I mean about remembering? Well, sometimes uh, that's one thing that sucks about the crew. Sometimes to to uh, we always did make pretty big efforts to when movies seem to have more uh, surrounding them and hype surrounding them. We definitely try to get that review out before anyone else, and we definitely did it probably amongst the two uh, networks. Horophilia and Legion, we're probably always number one with most stuff that we try to be number one with. I don't think we've ever done it and kind of missed that boat. But um, so unfortunately, the sacrifice that comes with that is sometimes someone doesn't have that movie playing in their theater. Sometimes they say, I won't be able to record until Thursday and it's like Monday. And then we just say, well, we just want to throw this out and maybe on the next show you could talk about what you thought. You know, stuff like that. So we've have we have fallen victim to that a couple times of people missing that type of thing. Yeah, but that that goes with the serialized shit though too. Like people that listen to our shows don't just listen to they listen to all of them, right? So eventually I think they'll pick up on on everything that we got to say. Cause like you said, we'll talk about random movies. Uh, Cause you know me, I'll go on my fucking tangents on shit. So that's what brings us there. But we'll go off on tangents about movies that have nothing to do with the topic of the show. And it'll be in reference to old shows. And like you said, like in terms of like changing opinions on movies or like updating, like actually I saw that again and I didn't hate it, you know? So mm -hmm. I think it all goes together. Like I, I look at it like, it's the show and everybody that pretty much listens uh, faithfully will pick up on everything along the eventually. way. Eventually, right. I always wanted to do a show called uh, Take It Back. It was like a Rocky thing. He, he always sang the song, Take It Back. Do, 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 do. I think that's what he was saying, Take It Back. Yeah, it was. I was going to ask you about that tonight, Alex. Wow. I thought it was Taco Shack. Taco Shack? <laughs> do, do, do. He was doing an endorsement. <laughs> I always want to do a show where we go through and like get all of our ratings for old shows and then say, do we still feel this way? Especially if it's like a controversial one or if it like it was you mean like when you tried to convince me that I did not enjoy Lords of Salem. Yeah. Boy, dude, you got <laughs> mad about that shit. <laughs> and then he, and yeah, then he, he changed did. his mind. And then I changed my mind. That's okay because I think. Don't try it. to tell me, Jamie. <laughs> Jamie, you're gonna tell me you wouldn't like better stuff on the screen with that same artistic vision? <laughs> I don't understand. What if something good was happening while you looked at that, though? 
Yeah, that was so tough trying to get you guys. I'm glad I'm glad though that Jamie was mentioned because I think we're at that point in the show because with Mike, I think that you and I both, Alex, we got better at like reacting off of like shit things. But with Jamie, it was the complete fucking opposite to where when I heard you on Devour, Jamie, I automatically do within like five minutes. I was like, oh shit. I was like, I got to step up my game. Not, not to make myself look good, just to fucking keep up with you, dude. Like you were so good. Jamie was like a legend. By the time I, I figured it out and started listening to, to your shows and shit like that, Jamie, I was like, wow, this is really fucking solid. So it went from one extreme to the next. I know. Well, and you did. I always gave you credit for that. I said you did step up your game. I think anyone here like Dave and Jerry can agree. I mean, Dan got way better from 2012. I'm not, I'm not really laughing at you. I'm just no, saying no, your 2012 please. stuff compared to your 2013 stuff, dude, was night and day. And I guess we could attribute it to Jamie. That's what happens. You know, it's like at my job, there are people who have not really paid attention for the last four years that they've been there and they're not very good. And then when the new guys came in, they had to step up their game because like, oh God, I'm not gonna have these new guys show me up or whatever. Not that he said that about Jamie, but there's just some kind of sense of when someone comes in that's really good, there's just some kind of like instinctual trigger that just goes off like, well, what am I going to do? Sit here and, and just like goof off or whatever. Like you, you just, you just step it up. I don't really know why. That was during my heyday though too. I mean, that was when I was doing 13 shows a week. Right. Um, I was, I was damn, I don't even know how I look back. I don't know how the fuck I did it. I really, I mean, it was yeah. nuts. I would record. Well, you were single, I guess. Right? Oh, no, you were dating that one guy, but you weren't, like, married to him. Um, he was gone we were, half the time. Uh, uh, yeah, a lot of times we weren't together. He was he was back and forth. I would do sometimes three epi- uh, three different episodes in a night. I've done Jesus five. Christ. I've done five in a night. I have wow. recorded multiple wow. shows from seven p.m. to four a.m. I was recording one night, D- multiple shows, not just one. Well, see, I don't feel so bad about about staying in bed for twelve hours watching movies now. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it was it was insane. My my schedule was nuts, and I I couldn't. Uh, Shit, I don't even I could I couldn't do it now. I have been trying recently to get back into doing guest spots again, getting back out there because for a, for a long time I wasn't and I just sort of um I don't know. I I just wasn't doing <laughs> very much podcasting and I've decided like I I really want to get back out there like I really want to do it more. And so I've been I've been working my way out there and and doing some more stuff. Making a comeback, I guess. <laughs> but don't call it a comeback. It's it was insane back then. It was nuts. Oh, I know. It was everything was different back then. It just changes with the times. I think our show changed with the times. You know, I think we were always able to keep up pretty much to whatever yeah, y'all, was happening. Y'all had like four distinctive changes throughout the like five years. Mm. Yeah. Well, because I have I have a thing that I. And Alex knows about this. I don't. I don't think we ever told anyone else. But I had a idea. Oh yeah. That I wanted to do a documentary on the skeleton crew. Oh, yeah, so yeah, I we have talked whole... about it on the show when we were on Kill the Cast. Oh episode. yeah, you're right. You're right. Oh, so yeah, I, I pulled up. I pulled up my my notes on it, and looking at it, 
there's four distinctive years, or not years, but four distinctive times. You've got the beginning, uh, then you've got Mike leaving, Jamie coming in, then you've got Dan leaving and Dave Z coming in, and then them letting Michael J back on for some stupid fucking reason. Um, <laughs> and then you've got then you've got the last year of Dave leaving and Dan coming back, like like the the, the eras, the period, era, the shifts. The, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's when the show was in its den period. Yeah, because you go back and you look at uh, the when Jamie enters. What a lot of people call the golden years, because that's when y'all were hitting retrospective after Aww. retrospective. And interviews. That, that that was the big thing about the woman. Dan actually did a really good interview with Don Casarelli. Oh. Like, that one doesn't get brought up a lot, but honestly. Yeah. Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> Dan brings it up on every other show. <laughs> no, no, bring it up again. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, show 52. <laughs> but then you also have, like, bad interviews, like when someone comes on and all they want to talk about is dogs. Yeah, there's that. Well, you know, there is one thing, and we don't ever really talk about this on the show. I don't think it might. How come you up in the disappeared show. during every interview? <laughs> oh my god! Notice that. <laughs> she well, took I mean, all. She took over from Michael J. Michael J. used to disappear for the interviews, and then. But he was there. Oh, you could hear his. his yeah, actually, that's even, you could hear his breathing. Oh. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. The, the difference is, he was actually there. He just didn't say shit. Yeah, but y'all made like skits to explain while Jamie wasn't there. <laughs> oh yeah, like her the Adam Green thing. Like she just got back for the Hatchet Four or Three show, and yeah, she was afraid of Adam Green for some reason. Yeah, yeah like whatever. Y'all picked her up at a payphone. I think you were under the table for one of them. I mean, yeah, I um, I just I don't I don't I don't do interviews. Like I, and it's not that I'm a, like I'm afraid to do interviews. I've done interviews. You know, we did the Felissa Rose interview that was just Alex. Yeah, and that was good. Perfect. No, we've had we've had a quite a few uh, pretty pretty bad moments too. I mean, I could I, I don't want to stuff. Yeah, <laughs> any Jerry Herring's on. Um, <laughs> Anytime Jerry's on. Uh, it's funny. I when I my computer crashed when Matt and Dave came over my house for that weekend or whatever that was, like five days or four days, and when it was brought back, somehow the original raw material of the stuff came oh, back shit. on my computer. Yeah, so. I, what? Because people always say, "Man, Dan was brutal on on the stuff review," and Jamie, you could tell she was pissed. And I go, I said, "Dude, I cut out like forty percent of what Dan said." And they're like, "Are you serious?" I go, "Yeah." I said, "It was worse than that." So I was one day. Dan. I was gonna go ahead and release the unedited version of that review one day. I'll pay for it. I'll pay for it, please. <laughs> you can charge finally. Five bucks an episode. Can we get the uncut I, I version of the, tapes. Can we get an uncut version of the nineties it review also? Uh no. Oh. That that Nobody was my worst that. one. That was my yeah, worst. That was your worst ever. I, think. I can't listen back to that show because I literally remember nothing of it. I just, I, I remember not even two seconds of that whole review. And I You were so up. I couldn't even believe. And it's weird because me and this kid, uh, Ryan Murphy, we were having such like magic because for me and him, it was like we were those kids in that movie. And like, you know, when they're adults, they still have that magic. And I'm like Harvey Weinstein. Comes here just here comes Dan Bowers. Right. Yeah. You kept chiming in, I swear, dude. As you were talking sometimes, I was just staring at the floor, and I was like, I can't believe he's doing this in front of some oh. a guest that we have on our show. Oh. And then 
Oh. I was like, oh, God. And Ryan Murphy was never heard from again. Never came back. Uh, and, he, and he had movies to promote and shit, and he still didn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he started making those weird movies, yeah. But, oh, man, that was... Good times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, what... Can I? Can we bring up some of your, like, extremely high-produced episodes that took forever? Yeah, like, let's uh, the bad the, shit. <laughs> yeah, like, like the, the Halloween Awards show, the Are You Smarter Than a Podcaster, and my personal favorite, which you never answered my question, the episode where y'all actually went through the Friday the 13th movies in uh, the movies. You uh, added the voice. Oh, clips, that's what you wanted. That episode, to me, is one of that was the... Fun. The best episodes of podcasting ever because I've never heard anyone do that. I've never I seen anyone do, do that. We were supposed yeah, to. I do wanted more. you to do a more. lot more. Dan I, had a script for more, and yeah, he had a part two to that. But then we we fought like about a week or two later. Later, yeah, and that's, yeah, I, that's Jerry, why I do work for the show. I yeah, well then you apparently are behind one of my favorite shows because I remember when I listened to that, oh, I messaged Alex and I was like, Alex, this is one of the greatest things I've ever heard. <laughs> like, yeah. this is amazing. I, it always upset me that we never did the second part, but it was we had the script like Dan had written it, and then there was a nasty fallout. <laughs> I'm gonna start. I'm and, gonna start a Kickstarter to make this happen. And uh, we never, tonight, we never Jamie? did it. Huh? Are you serious? You're not doing it tonight? I, I completely had that planned that I was gonna <laughs> ask you guys to fucking finish it tonight and put it on the end of the show. I probably Are you serious? Yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna do that? <laughs> It left off in sleepaway camp. Yeah, I can write the script probably in about 20 minutes if you want me to. But <laughs> 20 minutes. I'm glad you're putting so much thought into it. No, I'm, no, I'm good at writing scripts, kind of. No, I trust me. I was on banana laser, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, it, but yeah, I loved that too, Jerry. I thought it was so much fun. And I wish we had done more. That was called The Skeleton Crew Goes to Camp... Uh, uh, what the hell was that movie with Felissa Rose that everybody... Dread? Dread. Dread. Dread, yeah. Oh, that's right. Oh, my goodness. I felt so bad because I trashed the fuck out of that movie, and then we talked to her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank God even Jonathan Tiersten said it wasn't good, so we're not, like, assholes now since he – and he's our best friend. I was going to say, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh. And I love – I did the, I did do a Jonathan Tiersten interview. I, yep. did the, I did the Felissa Rose interview. I mm. did the – Robert Russell. The Robert Russell interview. Oh, no, that. she actually did not. She missed it. Well. And then she came on when he called back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. That's true. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. He called my phone. Yeah, he called your phone. That was one of the most magical nights of my life. I remember yeah. laying in bed Dude. and just staring at the ceiling for hours. Like, I was like a little kid who, like, I can't even explain. Like, I'm giddy over a, a guy who. Oh, yeah. I've actually talked to him since then, and he remembers that interview. Yeah? Yeah. I talked to him on the phone. He's, he's a sweetheart. Oh, dude, I'll never forget that. I remember exactly. The call came in, Alex, and you were like, dude, there's a number coming up. He, you go, should I pick it up? I think it's him. I said, fucking pick it up. Yeah. So we did that, and he was like, hey, guys, I just want to tell you that was an awesome job you guys did. You, dude, so many words of encouragement. I can't even, like, express it. Like, he went on, and we talked to him for a long fucking time after. About 45 more minutes, yeah. Yeah, dude, it was great, man. And he was just telling us, hey, you guys got a good thing here. Don't stop it or whatever. And even when I left the show, remember, he made a comment. 
friend saying, hey, no Yeah, he did. He was unhappy about the whole thing. That's crazy to me. That's wild. He witnessed our fallout, and he said it's sad to see uh, something like what's happening here or whatever. Like, I forgot exactly how he worded it. I took it as if he didn't like me, and he felt we were just randomly attacking Dan. Because, you know, he doesn't know anything that happened. So Right. He probably just saw it as us, like, for no reason, just saying mean things. Oh, that kid was on dope? Oh, fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, you don't understand, Robert. <laughs> no. But, nah, he was cool. <laughs> that, yeah, that was, that was weird. Uh, but I felt bad. I never heard from him again. I wonder if he even left our group. I don't even know. I wonder if you could, like, look him up now if he's even in the group. He probably heard the Garbage Pail Kid episode and left. <laughs> <laughs> that was actually one of our people's funnest shows ever to listen to. No, that show is were, is is great because it made watching the movie not make me kill myself. Yeah, that was probably one of the best times we ever had. And I remember he getting heat over that show, just like we got in the last show. Wow, so it did happen twice. Um, people seem to complain about the skeleton crew when they know we're finishing and then the choices we make for our final shows they don't ever seem to like i think everybody has their idea of what they want to hear and you know things that they want us to do and then if if we don't do that then it's upsetting to them because it's they know it's going to be over and then you know they're not going to get that and so um i mean i get that because we have one thing we have are some amazingly dedicated listeners who are just, I mean, they blow me away. They really do. And I love every one of them so much. And every time, like Rye, you know, he says some amazing things about how much we mean to him. It, it, that's, that sort of thing just, it makes me feel so good every time. And I, I that that's probably what I'm most saddest about is leaving that behind. So, uh, guys, make sure to check me out on ABC's Hidden Horror, Devour the Podcast, Evil Episodes, <laughs> Cinema Beef. I, I gotta say, as a as a Skeleton Crew fanboy, I, I completely get that, because when y'all didn't announce the last episode, I was taken aback. Because me and Dave, we both have different favorite kind of styles of episodes. Like, I'm really big into the Universal Classic ones. He's really bigger into, like, the newer movies. So, like, this episode, right up Dave's alley. Right, he probably liked it. Yeah, but for me, I was like, so no Vincent Price retro? Like, shouldn't y'all be doing that? And and it just shows, no matter how much you love a show, you're going to put your feelings and your image of what they, what you want them to do. And you have to realize, you have to take a step back. And even if you want to say, eh, I expected something different, make sure you say it respectful. Make sure you, you put in there that, like, it's their show. They can do what they want. Just be glad you're getting something. Well, Jerry Herring doesn't care either way. He's just happy to see us off. He wanted to be on this show to see us off. Jerry's like <laughs> the kid when his parents are leaving for yeah. the weekend and he just waits in the fucking and then he waits for his buddies to come in the back door like, all right, now we're running shit around here, boys. Yeah, he says that. Now, Jerry, look to your left and you'll see Dave sitting there. <laughs> Dave is on exploding heads. You have to get a you have to get past them first. <laughs> And uh, I've already got that plan. I'm going to I'm going to start a turf war between them and 22 shots until they kill each other. (laughs) That's the way it's not far off. I vote for exploding heads. Just putting that out there. Is it it because Jeremy's on that show? 
Because I'm voting Exploding Heads also. All right. I mean, I've already, like, I already destroyed Cinema Attack. I might as well start with the other <laughs> Yeah, now you got to infiltrate these guys. Yeah. Well, I guess, okay, look, I and I even spoke at a turn on the last show. I said that all you guys missed was the uh, Final Destination retro because our messed up schedule in the summer. But, no, I forgot. We also announced... Yeah. Uh, Vincent Price retro, and I think we were going to do the Mummy Lon Chaney Jr. movies, maybe. And Don't worry, they, they, they will still happen. It just won't be on the crew show. Yeah, okay. Because yeah. I'm going to do. Because I'm, I'm, I've already talked to Alex about like having, and because people have commented about wanting like the skeleton crew to come back and do Universal stuff, and Alex was the one that was like, "We'll do it on Kill the Cast." Yeah, I was like, "I'll do it on Kill Why the not? Cast." Yeah. So Why that. Not? Yeah, we'll post it on that page. You'll hear it, I guess. Of course. Still. There will be a skeleton crew Does reunions. Does that mean I'll eventually literally. get invited on that show? Uh, Jamie, you I are default. invited. I just have to get something <laughs> worthy of you oh, to have you on. You're not like Dan Chase. <laughs> I'm having Dan Chase to come on and do a video commentary at Carnosaur. I don't give a shit about him. Yeah. <laughs> like, That's right. At least I won't do what classy. I did to Alex to you. I had Alex come on, review half a movie, and then scrap the whole thing. Yeah, he <laughs> made he... me watch and review a movie just so he can cut it out and have an interview with me that was not prepared whatsoever. <laughs> what a dick. It sounded good, though. Uh, yeah, but I'm answering questions like, so what did you think when Jason's mask fell off at the end of part five? And then I... Dave gets a real interview, and so does JP, and I get that kind of question. You do that think interview. that Michael Myers eats pumpkin pie? He might as well have asked that. <laughs> Those are fun questions, though, Alex. The Skeleton Crew encourages you to talk to your kids about masturbation, but not while they're doing it. Scott? Yeah! Yeah!
Yeah, bitch. That's better. An explanation is probably long overdue. Uh, an explanation? Jesus Christ, Dad, an explanation? Look at me. Look at you. It's not as bad as it looks. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Dad. Uh, you mean you knew about this? You knew about this and you didn't tell me? I was hoping I wouldn't have to. Sometimes it skips a generation. Uh, I was hoping it would pass you by. Well, Dad, it didn't pass me by. It landed on my face. What the hell am I going to do? Scott, we really need to talk about this. Forget it, Dad. I don't want to talk. Go away. Oh, yeah. Dropping fucking loads all over your fucking faces. Yeah. Eat that cunt. Oh, fuck. Hello, it's Nick Castle, Michael Myers. You're listening to The Skeleton Crew. That's a good topic is our nemesis, nemeses. <laughs> nemeses. Oh, yeah. Well, happy Halloween. So let's talk about one right off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Myers so- fan, fan, you idiot. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> I thought about Mahoney last night because I watched fucking Friday 2. Uh, no, I was watching Crystal Lake uh, documentary and uh, whatever the fuck it's called, Memories. And they were talking about the controversy of, of killing somebody in a wheelchair. And I started laughing. They were talking about the song oh, they Mahoney heard the show? <laughs> the big controversy. The podcast war. Didn't you guys know? Yes. Oh, man. That was, that was bizarre. Hey, this is Mahoney. And you're listening to The Skeleton Crew. And now, like, Mahoney is, I mean, he's hes cool. I love him. He's a nice guy. Well, is unfortunately, he he's going through a lot. But... No, he is going through a whole lot right now. And um, if he does, I don't know if he still listens. If he does, um, I do send him my best because hes he's yep. been having a lot of rough times. And, and I'm sorry to hear that. But he he's actually a very sweet guy. Um, yeah, we all send your wife the best. And that, that of course, that has crossed my mind that the one reason he was upset with my joke that I posted in his thing was uh, the wheelchair thing because his wife is in a wheelchair. Now she's the one who's sick. So, of course, I feel even double guilty. But Well, yeah. But I explain, you know, my joke. Uh, I guess I'll say it one last time for documental purposes. Uh, so I posted um, the thing where – Mark is in his wheelchair and he says, I don't intend to spend the rest of my life in this wheelchair. And then the next, the picture is Jason saying, well, unless you plan on walking in the next 20 minutes, then I have some (laughs) crappy news for you. (laughs) What that was is a joke on the 
the short span of his life, which is 20 minutes, because I'm going to kill you in 20 minutes. So unless you walk in that span of time, you are going to spend the rest of your life in a wheelchair. It was not making fun of the fact that he's in a wheelchair. So No, of course not. No, but dude, he was... You know what you could have done? You know what he could have done? The same joke, different situation. Earlier in that film, the dude is dancing with the dog, right? With Muffin. And he says, so there I am. And I said to myself, you know, Scott, oh boy, what are you going to do with the rest of your rest life? Your life. You could have taken that same fucking meme and made one about him. Well, unless he plans on, uh, I don't know, feeding this dog and then at 20 minutes, you're not going to find ain't him. doing you shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, oh, maybe feed a dog, get rejected by a girl. I don't know. Right. But, you know, <laughs> so, something like that. Yeah, that could have been. But it's not as. No, it's not as funny, but it's the same context of the joke. You know what yeah. I mean? That's That's what you were going for. You know what I mean? It's. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, okay, well, talking about our nemesis and things like that, it's important that we don't let two or three hiccups encapsulate your memory of our show. You know, there's 145 shows here, and five were drama filled. Yeah, but some of them were really fun. <laughs> right. For sure. <laughs> you know, I mean, the Mahoney thing, the, look, what, look what Mahoney turned into. It was Mahoney Gate. On Banana Laser, that was a huge bit. I mean, it turned yeah. into a, a big oh, deal. Half our show. Um, and our yeah, and we everything. had the whole uh, Darren Lucas thing. Um, which Darnell. Was, oh, yeah. <laughs> Darren, Darren Lucas. Lucas. Who the fuck the is hell's that? that? <laughs> Darren that Lucas. I think Darren Lucas might be one of my Facebook friends. I'm sorry, dude. I hope he is. He's like, I got nothing to do with this shit. He's like, what the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> And then we got Montgomery, the weirdo who kept adding people yeah. to his oh, groups. Oh, he was great. That dude with adding, adding, and adding, and adding you to groups that you, and you could not get rid of him. If you don't fucking like it, just fucking leave. I don't give a fuck. I don't give oh, a fuck. Yeah, he was so, so rude. Tough I still shit. got my, I still had my message uh, not too long ago. I was looking at him, and I was like, because uh, I was like, will you please stop adding me to groups? And he's just like. He just, I mean, he was just like, yeah. "Fuck you, fuck you." Yeah, no, no. He said, "He said you're in my world now, bitch." <laughs> He's like, "Yeah." He said, "You're in my world. I make the fucking rules." Oh, Jamie, did you, did you say he's still doing it to you? No, no, no. I blocked his ass a long time ago. I, what did ago. you just say at the start of your sentence about about Montgomery? I thought you said you saw something on Facebook. Oh, I still had my Facebook messages from him. Oh, okay. Oh my god. I, I kept them because they were funny, and um, they are funny. <laughs> but yeah, he was a he was a mess. Wasn't what was the guy's name who was on the Mahoney page, the the Friday the thirteenth page? Oh, pool piss pool piss or something? Oh, Shane Pool? Yeah. Oh, Shane. Fucking <laughs> 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 Shane Pool. Did he actually end up being friends with you guys or Shane Pool? Yeah, yeah, Shane Pool is the most normal kid I've ever met. How he got involved with I can't believe that I'm interviewing Marcus Dunstan. Like how he got <laughs> involved in that whole fucking thing is beyond me. Oh my and, god. And that was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever heard you do, by the way. <laughs> they had one interview, and they couldn't do it right. I wanted to cry for you. I did. And remember I called you after I listened to that? And yeah. uh, it was like in the middle of the day I was talking to you. And I was like, dude, I'm so sorry. Oh, <laughs> um, Dude, I cut myself out of the whole interview. I was too embarrassed. I was ah. like, I cannot be associated with this at all. Amazing. Wow, underbelly. No shit. Yeah, talk about missing the skeleton crew at that point. You must have been like, holy shit. Oh, dude, it was miserable. It was miserable. The only reason I wanted to do it 
was uh, was because it was Marcus Dunstan, and he had the new he had the new. Oh, movie. did he? Oh, where was that movie? I didn't see it. Exactly. When did that come out? Exactly. <laughs> what is it with you hooking up with handicapped people whenever you're away from us? I don't know what it is. I just like fucking with retards. I don't know. You had Chase, you had Chase and the Gimp, which... Oh, God. To be Do honest... You know I forgot about that show until you just said it? I literally forgot I even did that show. What did that last? Two episodes? Two episodes. Episode? Two, two episodes. But that... I will say I always liked the title and I liked the artwork. I thought that was hilarious. Like yeah, with the dude too. chasing after the Gimp. Yeah, I like that one. And that is the show... That brought us back together. And remember, way? because I also I, I know, but tell the people because I listened to that show, and because you sounded so amazing on that show, oh, thank you. you clearly had your shit together. You sounded so good and so I mean, you were just the old you were the, the Dan that I loved, and I I sent you a message and I was like, you may not want to talk to me right now. <laughs> you. May not even respond, but I just want but to what, let you But know. what did I do? You responded. You said, fuck off. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> uh, fuck, off. Fuck, off. <laughs> yeah, <Daniel laughs> fuck off. Fuck off. Yeah, Daniel Harris. Fuck off. You uh, you responded. <laughs> fuck off. I remember us listening to that show, too, and talking about it in text. All of yeah. us. That yeah. We listened to Jason the Gimp. And, oh, man, it sounds great. He sounds fucking like he used to. And, yeah, I, I remember that, man. We were talking about it. That That's awesome. Man, thing though, dude. Like, here's the thing. Like, I we was got... so scared too. I was like, oh yeah. my god. He, I was like, he's not gonna. He's not gonna want to talk to me. And, and to... it wasn't even like a uh, a thing in my mind. Like, it wasn't even like a question. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was just hoping that you guys would ask me back because we said some pretty fucking horrible shit, dude. Uh, I mean, pretty much all of us. Uh, at the peak of that argument, that I I never saw the worst stuff being said about people like I did then shit dude like stuff that we're not gonna fucking repeat dude but at the end of the day no i think we should get into it so why did you say <laughs> Please, let me bring up my message all our memes that was a whole thing you know lasted a while and that's when we were supposed to stop the show entirely oh, and yeah. then then we i don't know we were just like well i don't know our minds were just taken out of like stopping the show and then it just seemed like, you know, with the change and everything, I was like, well, I mean, what do you want to do? Should we just keep going or whatever? So we went past 100, which, like I was saying before, people were mad about our final picks for that show. I think the one was the Garbage Pail Kids show, and then um, there was one before that that people were like, hey, but Costello. Oh, yeah. Yep. But you know why? But Alex, you guys, you know why, though? It's because you get to the end and you say... You know what? This is my show, and, I, and right. I've always wanted to do a certain kind of movie. So you just go with your favorites because you love them. So you're like, I've always wanted to do a show about this. So guess what? I'm going to do it now. So that's just natural. Who wouldn't do that? If, if you know when you're – you know what I mean? If you knew the day you were going to die, right. exactly the time, right. wouldn't you do certain things because I want to do this before I go? You know what Fuck I mean? so many whores, dude. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Whores. Yeah, well, oh, no, I'm married. No, no, no. Sorry. Um, but, uh, if you're dying, what's the difference? <laughs> okay. She'll understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but before you go, there's certain shit you want to do because it's your life, it's your show. So, 
go ahead and do them, man. So people should understand that. Don't yeah. complain about that shit. Like me, you know, I've said it before. I'm the opposite of Jerry, where because I'm not really necessarily into the you universal straight? horrors. <laughs> that <laughs> <laughs> they're not my favorite thing. I don't. I don't see them get excited. I say, oh yeah, you know what I mean. But it doesn't matter. It's still the crew. I still listen for the crew. So I'm gonna listen. So what? I mean, you listen for their personalities. You don't listen. You know what I mean? It helps when they do something that you love, but get the fuck out of here. Anyway. Fuck out of here. <laughs> fuck you you here can't say it, shit. so I'm going to defend it for you. You know Give what I mean? Give me one more fuck out of here. <laughs> no, I feel, like, I feel like Jamie clearly said it. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to get it off my chest. You know me. I go on my little uh, rants every now and then. Yeah, oh, that's right. That was another thing I said in that post. I was like, we've got one fucking, one show left after this. I don't give a fuck. Right. Do you know how pissed people are going to be when they realize I'm on here? Uh, yes, I thought about that. And you still are going to be happy. It's not Universal <laughs> Horror, so they'll be happy. Because I already promised everybody he would never be back after the Universal oh. Horror. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that it's fucking worth it. Now, if there is something about having the foresight of us leaving, like, dude, that's what this whole year's been, right? Doing the 90s horror, doing um, doing everything, doing the Hostel movies, doing the other Universal classics, all that shit, dude. Like, we've been hitting everything on our way out. And I think in terms of the only bad thing about this year is we hit that bump in the road during the summer where we couldn't record as much as we wanted to. But I said this to Alex before we started uh, recording today, which is, the the chances of something going wrong um, or the things going wrong, multiple things going wrong in this past year is much higher than it going right. And I think that it went right uh, a good percentage of the time. So oh, yeah, we'll win, dude, especially like the stuff that we covered and, and just the amount that we got to record. Like people don't understand, dude. We fucking we were grooving there for a while. Like what was it like every week? Right. Every week, there were like two and a half hour completely thought out, totally crafted out shows. Like, to the point where you would be like, how do they keep doing this every week? Shouldn't this take two weeks or whatever? Like, I've had people say that to me. It's like, I don't understand. Are you guys going for like 150 or something? And look, we got close, 145, and we easily would have hit 150, which was my goal. Um, But... I wasn't even doing it to just get that number. We just happened to want to get a lot of things done. A lot of things were perfect timing, like the Alien, you know, franchise sort of came back. Uh, we, we missed the first one with Prometheus, but then we got that new movie, uh, Covenant. So we wanted to build into that. But like, yeah, I mean, there was like that stretch, that whole thing with like C.J. Graham and talking about the convention, Black Coats, The Witch and Devil's Candy, The House, and and then your top ten. And then even the – then it was a little slower. Then we got to Alien, Aliens, Disturbing Behavior, Covenant. And that was all like in a short amount of time. Then a little bit of a break. Then the 90s. Then, you know, Hostile. But I'm just glad that we got to like tie up all the loose ends in a way um, – with all the universal, Jason goes to hell. We finished a, a retro we started like five and a half years ago, yeah. which is pretty amazing. And and Dave was a good catalyst for that because he made sure to remind me to, you know, make sure you use your old intro music. Make sure you use that Jason video game that a band redid as the exit like you did last time. 
And the only touch I added in there that was really like super nostalgic for people was at the end of it. I used to talk over that and tell people to tune in for the next review. So yeah. I was like, I was like, that concludes our Friday, thir- 12 days of Friday the 13th, you know, uh, whatever show. You used to go like this. You used to go, all right, guys. You used to say that a lot. <laughs> I still say that a lot. Exactly. <laughs> what do I say? What do I do different? Like, I I can't tell. So do you guys notice, have I changed in any way? I kind of feel like I'm the same guy almost in a weird way from the beginning well, to the end. you still get my name wrong half the time. <laughs> right, right. Well, you still no. can't pronounce most names right. It's weird because um, I've had people like, you know, Jerry wanted to do that sort of documentary on us. And I've had along the years, like three years ago, people would send me stuff like, um, you know, you mentioned Dan changed a lot from year to year and, and Jamie did this, that, the other thing. And they said, it's weird. Cause you're, you don't have like a big rise or a dip or anything. You're like an ever constant. Well, wait, what oh. was my, this, that, or the other thing? What are people saying? Um, I think you were just always good. I think you were good before you got there. So you oh. were also like that, but Dan was the only one who sort of had not exciting. Yeah. But I don't know. <laughs> Thank you, but I mean, it's uh, I thought it was going to be something. Now nah, you already peaked. You already maxed out like years ago. <laughs> well, they said you got way more comfortable with the show, and you um you you were always sort of fitting in, but you could tell there was an apprehension in the beginning, like a slight one. But by the time you got in your groove, and you definitely changed in 2014. Oh, no, wait. You changed in 15 and 16. Well, remember, I got hate mail in the very beginning. What? I don't know if I don't know if we talked about it a lot or anything, but hate mail. Are you well, it was more like hate tweets. Um, Let's be honest; it was Michael J under different usernames. Right? Now, yeah. I, you know, I had people tweeting me, telling me that um, I was undermining, basically undermining my intelligence by being on that show because I would make like lewd jokes or whatever. Right, and um, I fired back, and I'm like. I'm like, look, uh, if you're smart, you're smart. You don't have to prove that to anyone. And uh, I I don't feel the need to prove my intelligence to anyone. I'm on this show to have a good time, and that's exactly what I'm doing. You can shut the fuck up is basically what I said. I actually have in my notes for the documentary I was going to do where it says uh, a discussion on how Jamie is different on the Skeleton Crew compared to other podcasts. Well, there you go. I have heard that too. Right. So you're different in that sense. Um, no, it's true. If you, especially if you hear me, well, actually, I'm different on all my shows. If you hear me on Liking It, I'm very different from how I am on ABCs. From how, which is funny because when uh, there was an episode of Liking It back when Jason used to produce it, and he put in an ad or a, something, something in there that, oh, because he used to do a segment on that show. Yeah, and he did the. It was like something about, like the pussy of the episode or something. I, I forget what he called it, but it was something like really cringy. And I was like, no, 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 no. And see, he was used to me being on Skeleton Crew, and I, right, I say whatever on Skeleton Crew, on liking it. It is not like that. It is not yeah. like that at all. So yeah, um, see, I feel better now about my persona. I'm married with children. <laughs> yeah, because we do the same thing. We we dial yeah. it back a lot. Yeah. Well, and it's because uh, you know, I don't really know what it is because it's this the environment on ABCs. Well, ask you know, Dave knows on ABCs. I am not raunchy at all. Right? Yeah, you are very. No, different. well, you're you got evil episodes mentality. 
because you and Brian worked for so long together on evil episodes that you guys just have a certain style on that show, like your own chemistry, if you will. And then when I'm on, it's almost like I'm just replacing Mike in evil episodes. <laughs> That's You're much more like. awake than he is. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel the same way. <laughs> uh, thank God you made that joke because I was going to. <laughs> I just don't crack wise on that show like I do here and Banana Laser and fucking Exploding Ed. It's just a different atmosphere, I guess. For us, it's very different because the one cool thing about Married Children is that we're the only one in the world. So, you right. know, when when you have a, a thousand horror podcasts out there, you have to pretty much bring your flavor to that one and make it your own. We, since we are the only, uh, we sort of have to go the opposite direction. And we can't be so specific with that audience. Now we have to appeal to Married with Children in general because, number one, how many people listen to podcasts in the world not many how many marrow children fans are going to listen to podcasts in the world not many so any ones we do get we'd like to keep of course yeah so we can't be so so in your face with our particular flavor of humor or whatever it is so we have to be a little bit more like uh more appealing than well it may it makes sense you know yeah um well that was my plan with exploding heads believe it or not when I started that show, I, I told them, I said, listen, I do this and this, but I want this show to be not as raunchy as those, and I want it to do a little more of this and that. And you know what? It didn't fucking happen. Our personality <laughs> all just naturally came out, and it's the same old shit. So, wow. I know. Well, with liking it, it was very I, – I did that on purpose because with that show, I have actually gotten – films for review i've gotten permission to use songs on the show i've i've reviewed i've reviewed games on the show so in order to do that i have to reach out to people and ask them to use stuff on the show in order to do that you i usually send them a link to the show well i you know i didn't want to chase people away (laughs) with you know you know what's good about you too jamie is i i I'd say that I don't know if anybody knows this, but when we bring up movies to do, right, here's the best part about Jamie. It doesn't matter what it is. She's down to review it because you're so versatile in your personal taste. Like, you know everything. Like, rarely have we ever brought up a movie that you've never heard of. You're like, oh, yeah, let's do that. Because you know you can find something in that to talk about. So literally, Jamie's like the easiest person to do review. Like, hey, uh, do you want to do this? Yep. Let's do that. Perfect. And you always fucking bring something to it. And I think that, okay, I believe that both of you guys, Jamie and Alex, you guys both have fucking huge arcs. But one of the main things that you got to keep in mind with those arcs is we're not talking from bad to good. You guys were already fucking good. It's just adaptation right like throughout the years like i feel like the more and more we got used to each other i know jamie like i'm not saying you were tense in the beginning but we got to know each other better so we got to work off each other in a certain way where where it just it all flowed um you know especially uh you know a couple shows in even it it didn't take long i remember that and it was very you were the easiest person to podcast with and you always bring it and i feel like that's your that's your gift and a curse curse meaning that's overlooked because you're so fucking consistent. You know, yeah, you're almost saying? expected to be exactly. Yeah. So you, if you ever fucking bring anything but your A game, you're off the show. No. I have definitely brought less than my, and I can tell. 
what's funny is I went back and I listened recently to the Texas Chainsaw Retrospective that we yep. did, yep. which was the first retro that we did together. It was actually the first show. official yeah. show yep. that we did together. And that was a good fucking show. The, right. the, the, the retro on the whole was really fucking good. I was just, I was listening to us yeah. talk about that stuff. And I was like, God damn. I mean, that was right out of the gate. And yep. for, you know, all three of us together. And I was just like, that's fucking good shit. You know, Jamie, huh? you ranting about the, uh, the watery basement, the moist oh. basement. <laughs> <laughs> Get a dehumidifier. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That basement was wet, man. That I had to crack up on that shit. I listened I to that on a plane. I fucking laughed out loud fucking yeah. on a plane flight listening to that. And it was like the third time I've heard it. So you <laughs> think. You know what I mean? But the that, jokes just come in. Oh, everything about that shit was magnificent. As soon as Jamie landed, you guys peaked. You guys had two peaks. Yeah. The beginning, the first the, the first bit with Michael J, the 36, something about the three of you together, your energy and your personalities bouncing off each other. There's never been anything else like it. And then when Jamie came in and when you guys did retro after retro, and even when you didn't do retros, just like that, those first 30 shows. Well, Jamie, we're just fucking dynamic. I, I tell you, those were a lot of fun. And and like I said about stepping our games up, dude. Like I I felt like I I've never wanted to to step up my game more. Like it's not like a fear thing. Like oh, I got to step my game up. It was like wow, like this feels like a fucking real show now. And and like I said, your art goes from like good to great or great to greater, however you want to put it. Now, Alex, with your little fucking arc, see, here's the thing. Where is no, it? Nobody will ever see it. That's the fucking troubling part is you won't ever get the credit unless I bring it up on the last show right now. But I've seen the biggest fucking change, and it's this. In the beginning, not knowing what this was really and us just kind of fumbling our way through it, right? Right. Where we put our attention to was a big thing. We ha How many conversations do we have on the phone, dude? Hours and hours of conversations of what to do, what not to do, overthinking things. Like, there were so many conversations where, looking back, dude, like, we could have fucking totally... Remember the media consultants, all that shit, dude? All mm. the fucking craziness in the beginning where mm -hmm. we really didn't know. We were working our way through it. So here's the thing. Over the years... With Alex, he's yeah. He everybody knows him as the mad scientist because he's a fucking great editor and all that. But people don't see the fact that Alex. I mean this in the best way possible. Alex is a fucking psycho, dude. He is a perfectionist, dude. No, and no, I do wait. That this thing. is Alex after every show. No, I don't think that was very good. Ex ex I don't. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. That's what that I mean. was the old days. That's what I mean, though. And it no, but you did after every fucking. And, and you're right, you don't do it anymore. But after every fucking show, you were like, I don't think that was very good. Uh, I was drunk half the time. I was like, ugh. And then like you'd you'd edit it, and I'm like, that show's amazing. And you're like, yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> Alex realized, though, what's important, what to actually focus on, and what's complete bullshit and we can discard. And especially after all we've been through with all the drama and then with the Michael J thing, because even after Michael J left, it wasn't over there. Like, it still continued for a while. Oh, yeah. Just, the, the amount of energy put into bullshit things, man, over the years, like up until now, it's funny, dude. Try and bring that up with Alex. He's just like, dude. 
I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> so that's your biggest arc where it's like from the beginning, we used to talk about so many different things, which is great. But like now it's it's like we know what we're doing. We know what to do. Oh, yeah, we'll go back to the, the 90s show. But then we got to do something, you know, um, fresh and original, something that's a new release. And then we got to go back to this. And, you know, we kind of do what's worked for us in the past. But getting to there was was not like just a walk in the park like we, we no. a lot of these shows we didn't just think of like they took a lot of fucking planning yeah well here's the thing like i i view podcasting like i do life and you can't go through your life just doing whatever comes naturally to you and then along the way you see that you are fucking things up and then you're like well that's just how it is. That's who I am. And I'm just going to keep going, man, because I'm real. And then just keep going through life, fucking everything up and things aren't going right. And you're never going to stop and say, what the fuck am I doing? Maybe I'm crazy. Is it everybody else or is it just me? And you eventually have to hit the brakes and say, okay, I got to be introspective and think about this. Why are things going wrong? What am I repeating all the time that's wrong? How come every relationship ends up like this? How come everything I do ends up like that? Holy fuck, Alex. This is the same speech my father gave me last night. Yeah? Dave, didn't you know that Alex is your dad? (laughs) (laughs) Who's your daddy? And what does he do? Yeah, what does he do? He's Gaga daddy. That's right, I am Gaga daddy. Woo! (laughs) You have to be aware and conscious, and you cannot just go through life with blinders on. So, yeah, everything I did, and like I said, I'm not wasting my time here. I'm not looking to just you know matt said it the best in our five-year anniversary he said a lot of people just want to get on a podcast and they just use it as an excuse to just hang out and feel each other's testicles over a movie and that's not what it's supposed to be you're doing this because you feel that you have some insight to To bring or expose you feel that you can entertain and help people relive these these great movies through conversation and through like other forms of entertainment whether it be through the way you do clips or create a Friday 13th walkthrough or award shows or whatever it is, whatever you're doing. And you could re-entertain through this. So I never thought of it as a minimalistic hobby. I always thought, well, this is my one life. This is the only time I'll be alive and the only time I'm going to be doing this. So I'm going to give everything I have to offer every time. Otherwise, why bother scheduling things with people? Why bother sitting here in front of a computer? Why bother doing anything? Right. I never thought of it as some kind of ho-hum whatever. So I guess that's the only train of thought I could get across to anybody who wants to be uh, the best you can be. You have to think of it the way I used to. Uh And the only reason I stopped is because it became autopilot. We found our footing right Right. Well, what's funny is while you're over there having all these introspective thoughts and, you know, doing all I was high as fuck. (laughs) Somebody has to be introspective. For the first several years (laughs) of that show, (laughs) I was so high. (laughs) Well, I was drunk the whole time. So that's the weird thing. I was willing to sit there and put all the research and thought and plans out and even post edit, you know, all that. But at the same time, I'd come on here, fuck around, be an asshole, be drunk, just try to be goofy or whatever while sort of doing what we're supposed to be doing. But so I was like a hybrid of both things. I was able to 
exist on both planes. And because I had reached out and just grabbed that one bit of the professionalism, it carried through the whole thing. Right. You have to do that to reach certain points and you're not going to just because you're so super talented and you know it's not going to work out that way every time and that shows in 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 how people react to it i must i must associate drugs so much with dan that i would have never have thought jamie has ever been on this show hi and I, no, I, no, one, I never knew it. no, no one knew it. I never, I, knew I never, it. you knew it. Like, I can, I'm a yeah, I knew it. I've been a pothead for year, right? Uh, yeah, we can tell, right, Dan? You can tell. All right, well, I never, I never said it. We'll put it. Yeah, that way. I, no, I, no, no. I never knew, like Alex being drunk. Like, yeah, you knew. In fact, one of my favorite things is is the sound of Alex opening up another. <laughs> oh my god, that is that was iconic. I love that. It's amazing. And and, and Dan being high, like, yeah, of course. I mean, a lot of it gets edited out, but some of it slips through. Uh, so it's kind of it's kind of crazy. But uh, okay, I've got a question that I think everyone would want to know for the four of you as the host of the Skeleton Crew throughout the years. Yes. What is each one of you, your personal favorite episode of the Skeleton Crew ever? Start with Alex, Mr. Introspective. As introspective as I am, I still haven't thought this one through yet. Uh, (laughs) There's not one that like just one that like just completely sticks out to you. Well, if you're going to say psycho, I guess, but the thing is, um, th- there have been so many times that I've written on our Facebook, wow, uh, just recorded something and this was one of those magical nights. Everything was perfect and it was all. Yeah, but you were drunk. <laughs> well, what, when am I really not? Like this, this year was the only sober real year of, of the skeleton crew, really. I mean, Dan was sober because we record early. I was sober because. <laughs> It's true. We had to find the sweet spot. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, I was I was sober because we recorded early, and a lot of it I was actually sober the whole time. Um, and I guess Jamie, did you get high at us? You know, seven no. o'clock in the morning? No, okay. no. I'm no. Actually, oh, I haven't. Back. I've been sober for years. Oh, okay. Yeah. Aww. I still <laughs> Dave. <laughs> yeah, Dave's disappointed. Okay, can y'all all go get fucked up real quick so I can ask this questions? So y'all will remember. Wait, what was the question? Dan, do you have a favorite episode of the Skeleton Crew? Yeah, I do. This is the best answer ever. It's always the next one. Oh, that's that (laughs) Belichick answer, bitch. No, no, but but seriously. (laughs) Yeah, I I can use that every show except this one. Right, Um, fucker. Yeah, right. (laughs) Right. Um, You know what it is, dude? It's. There's been so many different moments, like literally so many different moments. A lot came during the interviews. Um, the most where I'm proud of personally is definitely that Don Coscarelli interview. Now, the only reason I highlight that is because I'm always more proud and, and in shock and in awe of what Alex and Jamie are always doing. Like, I'm still surprised to this day that you guys say the shit that you say and give me something to bounce off of and give me something to work with every single time to where, dude, for me, it's flawless. I don't know if, how, if you guys feel the same way, but for me, it's fucking easy because you guys are just going and it's so 
still like, oh yeah, no, Jamie just said that. I want to go off that. And Alex, you know, we talked about your editing and 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 you reeling it in in terms of uh, you know allocating your time and stuff like that. Dude, you as a host, I mean, we we can't go over that just quickly either. But like, holy shit, are you good in the segues and? touching it, reeling it back. Okay, fucking reeling Dan in. Like, that's a job in itself, reeling me back in, dude. Jerry knows. I have a medal for that, actually. Wait, so what's your favorite episode? I don't have one. I, it's, it's too many, <laughs> okay. It, that's a Dan answer right there. Exactly. No, 20, minutes later, <laughs> no, 20, minutes, 20 minutes later, Smallville. <laughs> Jamie, the light of the show, the, the brain... On the recording, do you have a favorite episode? Friday the 13th versus Halloween. Damn it. We share the same Thank one. Thank there, you. I don't yes. think there is anything we've ever done better than that. Um, That might be true. That probably is my answer, too. Like, that's my easy answer if I had to get. That show was fucking epic, dude. Oh, it that was, was good. It's nope. epic to listen to, but it was epic to record. Like, we, yep. it was so much fun. And then when we were coming up with all the different ways to look at yeah. the show to compare the movies. Um, that was fun. It just, everything about that episode from the planning stages to the, the actual recording of it, that was just, it was incredible. So I, yeah, I just, yeah, I, I respect be my that copy. highly. Cause that was, that's my favorite episode just because it inspired me so much like to create something better like the horror coliseum episodes by kill the cast are inspired off of the halloween versus friday the 13th show because i was like man i want to do something like that something where you have to put more effort into it you have to like have a a reason behind connecting everything and anyone i think who hears that episode and does not immediately want to go create something (laughs) is like just is not artistic in any way whatsoever why I also love Jerry it because Matt was there. Yeah, that too. Yeah, and yeah. I always loved working with Matt, and I never got to do it. And it just—it was so rare that I ever got to do anything with Matt. And he I'm was supposed to be sure here. There was an episode where you had sex with Matt, and uh, like he was supposed to be here today. I and know. I love Matt. I was so upset. I was. I, I just. It just. Damn it! Because Dave, do you remember when we did that? Uh, off the cuff hack o' lantern commentary. Oh, yeah. It was after the fucking. We were hammered. I'd never yeah. been so drunk in my life. Two shows Uncle Sam Banana Laser, and that was way early in the early days. And then when we recorded Skeleton Crew 100, holy ha. shit, hammered. And we didn't want to stop, but Alex had to go and something else. And me and Jamie and Matt were there. And I think I watched Hack o' Lantern a week before, and I said, Matt, we have to fucking do a commentary on this. This is so bad, it's good, it's ripe for one. So anyway, we started talking, we were hammered, and fucking, we said, hey, well, let's do it. Jamie, you want to do it? She's like, yeah. And we went on, and fuck, I've never listened back, because I was that hammered. Uh, and so, but, <laughs> oh, I wow. did. I thought it <laughs> what was a time. funny. The only thing is there's like an audio, and it's not Matt's fault. Ooh. Um, there's an, <laughs> it, the, the film and the audio are not synced, and it's not anything he did. Um Ugh. I'm going to skip that one. It makes it difficult. Um, but I still, it is still very funny, but I, 
I don't know if it's funny because I was there and I know where things go. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Anyway. I, know. <laughs> I have to listen for Halloween. I'll listen after I get off here because I, so, I got to You know, it's awesome. But I'm going to listen while I'm getting off. <laughs> Just for the record, uh, the origin of the Halloween verse Friday the 13th, I came up with that on Rabbit and Red. And we did it on January 14th, 2011 on Horrorbid as a Rabbit and Red show. So, um, so that's somewhere on YouTube too. You can find it. And it's like a, it's like a one percentile version of the show we did. It was not anywhere thought out like this. Watch Mojo did, uh, did one yesterday, not yesterday, Friday. They did a Halloween versus Friday the 13th franchise on YouTube. Do you ever, yep. do, do you ever watch? I'm sure it's not better. I watched that too, oh, Jamie. No, it's, yeah. it's crap. I mean, <laughs> it, it's. It was I don't know. It they only did like five categories and oh, okay. um and it was yeah, just, they totally stole that from us. It was um oh. it was not good. <laughs> I'm sorry, so I just want to tell the origin of that. So it's it's not it was nothing like what we ended up doing. So Dave, go ahead. I'm sorry, what were you saying about Oh that? no, no, I'm saying that, that that is my answer as well. The shows that I've taken part of it's I didn't have to think for a second. Boom, immediate, 88. It always goes right to 88. For me, I was on a high. I mean, yeah, I was smoking weed because at the time I always did for shows, but, uh, but I, I was on a literal high, not drug involved, just on life. On that show, right. doing it, prepping, it was, prepping for it was exciting. But yeah. being on it was such an incredible high, I'll never forget it. Uh, the way I felt, I, I was almost like sweating. I, I was so excited. I had all these <laughs> reactions going. I'm telling you, it was just an amazing experience. And especially for me, because I had banana laser and skeleton crew at the same time. You know what I mean? I had all the best people to do podcast with in my life were there for that one fucking time. And it was one just. One moment, right. And it, it captured the essence of everything we've all been doing or reaching for. And shit we love talking about Friday and, and right. Halloween. Friday and Halloween and making it fresh again. Oh, guys, speaking of that, did anybody see that fan film? Holy shit, that was good. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, my God, dude, there's a big surprise, several surprises. Dude, everybody watch that. I believe it's called Never Hike Alone. Really fucking. Oh, yeah, everyone's talking about it. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to. There's a reason why everybody's talking about it. you got to watch it. It's it's fucking great. Cool, Hmm. cool. I also love 102. Uh, 102, a very Lovecraftian show. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. That turned out better than I thought it would. That's and that is is just a very personal thing for me because hubby bringing Brian into something that I loved and something that I had been a part of for a long yeah. time yeah. and kind of merging the two of those, you know, even briefly, that was uh, that was really special for me. So is he sleeping? Wake him up. No, he's sitting right here. He's playing <laughs> Evil Within too. What? Tell me of course hello. he is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, baby. Hi, this is Adam Green, creator of the Hatchet franchise. Hey, this is Von Costarelli. This is Janet Taylor, aka Machete. Hey guys, this is Felissa Rose. I'm Angela from Sleepaway Camp. This is Jonathan Tiersten back with the Skeleton Crew. This is Robert Russler from Weird Science. This is Tuesday night. Hi, this is Catherine Isabel. I thought being stuck to Freddy vs. Jason was bad. Hi, this is Mackenzie Atkins, one of the stars of the Garbage Pill Kids movie. 
Hey guys, this is Alex Aronson. Hello, this is Bert, yo. And I don't sweat, yo. It's your boy, Jonathan Orr. Hi, this is Linnea. Hi, this is Linda Blair, and you're listening to The Skeleton Crew. Hi, this is Doc Bradley Penhead from the Hellraiser movies, and you're listening to The Skeleton Crew. Hey, this is Kane Roberts, and you better be careful because you're listening to The Skeleton Crew. Rock on. Well, uh, after the Lovecraftian show, I think one of my uh, favorites definitely was the one right after it, which was the remake of the Friday 3 show that we sort of already alluded to, because that's the proper show. It's actually, and if, I guess, you know, our show itself has an arc. You could compare our third episode to our 103rd and then see how much better it is. Isn't it weird that there are a hundred episodes in between those two shows? Yeah, so in a hundred episodes, we got a lot. Thank God, right? You would like, holy shit, if you didn't get better in a hundred episodes. And no, Dan, not because you're not on it. <laughs> uh, it just happened to be way better than that, uh, the first one. You know, but we took way. Listen, I, I honestly don't think I had very many notes at all for the Friday retrospective we did. You know, I did have a couple, but just nothing like we ever started having when, um, I think when I first started taking notes was the Psycho versus Psycho, and then the right after that was Jump the Shark, part one, and then mm. right after that, after Bill Mosley, was the Sleepaway Retro. So that's when I really learned to take notes, and by the time... We were at like, oh my god. By the time we were doing the Psycho Retro, I was like, as far as I could be, the greatest note taker on earth. And I think that's what, uh, if we, if anyone thinks our show ever got really good or whatever, I really attribute note taking. I know a lot of people, even on our yeah. show, don't do it. But I, I feel that it has to be done by somebody. And who, whoever's doing it, has to do it right you have to really know what's interesting topically and you have to pinpoint that type of stuff and what would generate good conversation i know dave z is a big believer in this that's because he can't remember (laughs) (laughs) yeah dave has a note in front of him you're on the skeleton crew (laughs) <laughs> I have a note for everything in life, not just podcasting. And when I lose them, you'll see how bad I am. It was referenced on a recent show. Do you know every yeah, time you, I have What happens when notes? you delete a note? Right, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking idiot I am. <laughs> every time I have taken notes for the show, we ended up not doing that. Wow. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Yeah, like most recently I watched Final Destination and I took oh. notes. So did I. I have notes for Final Destination. Yep. I never take notes. Right. But there are several times when I thought it was important that I do, and then I do it, and we don't do that episode, and I'm like, well, fuck. Man, I wish you took him for Jason Goes to Hell. Oh, well. (laughs) I wish I had time to take him for Jason Goes to Hell. Take notes or take a Xanax, one or the other. The one show that I had no notes on, I felt so bad because it was Dan's pick for our Stephen King retro secret window. I took really good notes on that. Broken window? Broken window. Oh, you mean Dark Hat 2? <laughs> so yes. we went and reviewed that. I remember Gary Hill or something came on, and I was like, fuck, dude, I don't know where my notes are. And you were like, really? I was like, yeah, I don't know. And you were like, well, I have stuff. Can you just work off of that? I said, dude, I don't remember anything. 
<laughs> it, I don't know if what you say will trigger it the right way compared to me looking at my own way I thought of it. So we went on that, and that was the most disappointing thing for me. And I felt like I let Dan down so bad. And I was like, fuck. The one time this guy picks – because at the time, you didn't pick too many things we did. Right. So it was early on in your – I mean, you might have said let's do the Hatchet Retro or something like that. but Or the Jaws Retro, something like that. But like in a major way, you picking like a very specific movie, like, oh, we're doing a retro on a director. Everybody pick one, and then you picked one. I didn't even have fucking notes for it. I was like, god Did I show you... up for any of those, the Stephen King ones? Yeah, Pet Cemetery, and you didn't show up for it, though. You definitely didn't show up for Secret Window because you still haven't seen it to this day. <laughs> How do you wow. know? That is not true. She me. has probably seen the dark half. That I no fuck the dark half. The, the Secret Window is better than the dark oh, half. Oh yeah, I agree. But I'm just okay. saying, like it's the almost exact same movie. Well, yeah, well. Yeah, Same actor, I feel yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, beyond that, then we had a, we had that Nightmare on Elm Street retro, which all the it's it, that was a mixed emotion of stuff because that was a really great time while being torture at the same time and secretly being my way of buying my way out of podcasting for two months. Like we just hurried up and recorded all those because Freddie, because Freddie, yeah, we hur- <laughs> we hurried up and recorded all those so that. We didn't have to do anything for a really long time. And then that bought us the summer, and we didn't do anything until Halloween. And then the next year, we started strong with Creep Show Retrospective and, and Part 2, which was great. And then the unofficial Part 3, Tales from the Dark Side, while leaving out the real three. And then from there, Dan came back to the show with I'll Believe It When I See It, which was just me whipping my cock out. Yeah, that was Aaron Duncan's favorite episode. He just liked that, you know, we all got together again. It was too long that we weren't talking. And um, it was like old times and it was great for the four of us to be on. Uh Also, one of the best skits ever. Yo, the beginning when Dan came out of the closet. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder why Jerry liked that so much. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, my fantasies can finally come true. Well, I've always I... wanted to fuck a conehead. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh... So, yeah, no, coming back, though, that this past year was... <laughs> hey, Dan, did you, ever shove a, did you ever shove a whole sub into your mouth? No? Okay, never mind. <laughs> yes. A whole roll of toilet paper. <laughs> yeah, Dan, okay, Dan, give us your perspective, because nobody really yeah, just knows. Just the middle part, right? So, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, what was uh, it like for you? Did you ever think, you know, when everything got really bad and then a year went by, did you ever think you'd be sitting in the dungeon again? And what was going through your mind while you were sitting there and how it all happened? See, I knew we wouldn't go the rest of our lives without talking or whatever, but I was always like, well, when is this going to be? Because for me, and I think you can attest to this as well, for me, it was long over. Like, like you said, like uh, kissing and making up was long overdue. Like I hadn't held any grudges for a long time. And I'm just, you know, for me, it's good because I just reflect on it. And I'm like, what an idiot I was being. Like everybody was being so hard headed about shit and just fucking not, not budging for so long and just, oh yeah, forget it. We're going to scrap this whole thing. And I think with, with time, everybody realized how fucking stupid that was and you realize like like I realized obviously I was part of something great so coming back was 
very good for me, but more ready than anything. Like more ready to be like, all right, now if this is going to be our last year, like you said, having the foresight, uh, because we had the foresight that we were going to end it or whatever, and we were going to do everything that we wanted to do. And now I was back like that first episode. It was just hopped right back into it. It was nothing. It was like I never left almost. And it was great, man. And I, I thank Dave Z too. Cause I mean, obviously do you bring your own flavor, Dave, but me and you have like similar, similar tastes and like similar, you know what I'm saying? Right. So you, okay. you, you, yeah, we're a lot of Flavor like Dave. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Ask fucking Jerry; he knows Dave's flavor. So, hey. with that said, coming, coming back this last year was my favorite. Like you want to talk about um, your favorite year or whatever? I think this past year was my personal favorite because. I don't think we've ever been better. I've been having so much fucking fun, and I think having that time apart really adds to it. Like, if we didn't do that, it'd probably maybe... It would be like the end of 14, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So how everything happened, I mean, as bittersweet it is looking back on it, and it's more sweet than bitter, though. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't even... Like Alex said, when I look back, I think about the good times. I think about the good times in retrospect and how it led itself to the good times that followed, but I don't think about the bad times because I, I just try not to dwell on it. I realized what got me there, but I also had something, I, I kind of had a trip on my shoulder coming back saying, all right, well now I'm going to really come back and fucking try my best. And I took notes for every one of those fucking shows. Back on the notes taking topic too, all the notes I've ever had that I've taken because you physically write them down and take them, a lot of the times, it's like embedded in my brain, so I don't even have to look at the fucking piece of paper, you know? Because mm -hmm. something that you guys will say will ignite that, so that's another right. reason why I take you guys for granted, because I would make it uh, uh, a point to touch on all these topics, but I wouldn't have to refer to the piece of paper to do that. I do it because you guys just reminded me of it, of course. Yeah, we all took the same notes, but you know, to some degree, right? And that comes with time, though, dude. I feel like that comes with time. We know what this show is. Like, we know, you know, uh, like, and I've had surprising reactions from, from you guys um, where I think you guys are going to like something and you don't. And we go to, and that always makes for the best discussions. Like, when we're surprised, like, really? Okay. Well, we just did that. You couldn't believe I liked Gerald's game. Exactly. I was very, but see, with that, I had a good feeling. Like I was basing that on, I have a, I have a feeling because it's Flanagan, and I know Jamie ain't gonna fucking put up a fight with watching it. Um, I knew that was a good pick for sure. I rarely put up a fight. I. <laughs> that's why we love you at the dungeon. That yeah, it was. Uh, it's good. So Jerry, you had uh, some kind. <laughs> no, I forgot. I forgot what my point even was. Actually, believe that's it or not. Good. So, yes. Oh, taking no. That wasn't even my thing. Wasn't taking notes. What was I talking about? You were asking him his perspective of coming back. Oh, so I guess he liked it. Okay, thanks, Dan. I, he I liked, liked it. He liked it. So yes, we all liked it. Um, I guess Jerry, we should get your perspective. Dave obviously liked it because he got his show back and he didn't have to spend every night of his life on podcasts. Hey, I, I'm, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we explained already a hundred times that. Dave was, you know, he was invested to even be on the Skeleton Crew. I fucked it up by having Mike come back while Dave was first go going on the Skeleton Crew. So Dave's probably favorite period was 
more like the beginning of maybe 2014 or, or 15. And then by the time halfway through that year, his life went upside down, like he talked about with his wife and the ex-wife and the bullshit. So even he wasn't even into even being on at that time. Like it was like, oh, fuck, you know, this and that. I barely, I'm with doc, lawyers and fucking house shit and all this other bullshit and my daughter and ex-wife. And now he's trying to f- squeeze in podcasts. So even he was like probably relieved that Dan and us all started talking. And I guess you saw it as I could have both best best of both worlds. I'm going to have more free time to deal with bullshit. And then I also have a show to listen to that I used to like again, right? 100%. That's exactly it. But I will say this. After three shows of listening and loving them, I, I regretted doing it. I was like, you know what? I should have fucking stayed. I, my head's fucked up. And yeah, my life's still fucked up and all the shit's going on. That This is what I'm thinking at the time. But I missed the hell out of it. Because you know when you listen to podcasts and you're like, oh, man, I wish I could be in that conversation. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the allures of a Every damn show. day I do that. Right, right. <laughs> and especially now when it's one of your shows and a show where it's all your friends on it. You're like, oh, fuck, man. I, you know what I mean? So that part... So it ended up being kind of strange for me. And um, I wanted to come back, but I also still enjoyed the hell out of the shows. So it was a very strange period. But I settled in, and like I said, it, like you guys said, it was a, a hell of a last season. Looking back, are you glad you you left and you have this show? Or do you think you would have been more fulfilled overall if you had been there and talked with us oh man it's tough but if I'm being honest I'll say that I wish I was there I think that I think that's true but I think honestly it's probably better for you that you made the decision that you did because it is. It's the hard I know I know it was yeah. really hard on you it, it was it was really tough and it was a tough time and uh, by the way October 31st when this is out <laughs> there's a very good chance that everything is officially over with. That Yay! the house has sold. Oh, the no. house did sell. Yeah. The house did sell. Oh, cool, sell man. But, of course, there's still the court thing. But tomorrow morning at 9.30, our attorney is going before the judge. And is he is very confident that uh, because the guy didn't do what they were supposed to do on the other end, that when he sees the judge, it's an emergency hearing, that he's going to throw it out and there will be no more cloud on the house. And then that is all taken care of. So, boom. So sometime in November, I'll even be getting paid. So That's fantastic. That, I'm so happy. And I'll go a step further. It's a bad thing how it started. But according to the emails I got last week, my ex-wife is giving me custody of my daughter. Oh, and nice. maybe, maybe full custody. What? It's a fucked up oh, situation wow. because she's a fucked up person and wants me out of her life and, and thinks she cannot fucking get the Dave out of Francesca, so to speak. So she wants nothing to do with her. Ah, oh, nice. Oh, my God. That's really fucking horrible, though. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. It's it's sad and it's. <laughs> It's sad for her. It's it's great for her in the long run if that's what's going to happen. It's sad at first, but now she'll end up coming out a decent person because but she'll be scarred. But, again, these are emails from a woman that... Is a fucking mental patient, right? Yeah, I can't 100% trust, but 
uh, I'll find out in a few weeks. She's supposed to be filing something in two weeks. Where yeah, can you I will imagine? Speak primary, if if not if not Seoul. We'll see can you that. imagine though, if at the end of this year, shit finally just falls into place? Yeah. Some timing, Dave. You could have been on the show this whole time, and now we're, but oh, it's over now. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he would have actually liked to be on. Okay, hey, what are we recording, guys? <laughs> I know, right? I'll be free, happy. You know what? My freedom will be. Uh... If I have my daughter and my wife all the time, then I'll have less time anyway. But I'll have family again. Yep. So, so you know? Family and old shows to play in, in your headphones. Right on. Old Charlie Bones, about 15 years ago, one night he finished dinner and uh, he excused himself from the table. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> well, so uh, then he went outside and got himself a hacksaw. Thank God, guys, I got through. I got through. Hopefully there's enough time. Okay, listen. Uh, listeners, boneheads, uh, you're listening to the final episode. This is Wazelle, okay? If you please, just listen to me. It's Wazelle. You know me. I, I wouldn't steer you wrong. I know it's Halloween night. I know it's the last episode of the show. And it's pretty amazing. But trust me, do not listen to the end of this podcast. Do not Go all the way to the end. Don't listen to the end of the podcast. You have to stop it. Turn off the podcast, please. I Just turn it off. Uh, it's a matter of life and death. I can't get into it now. Shit, I'm losing the signal. Just stop the podcast, please. So just to make it official, uh, Dave came onto the show... Uh, the David Cronenberg retrospective was a big one he was on. I think he was on Let the Right One In. Um, and then Oculus, I believe, which was show 96. Abbott, so from 96 and on, 
I feel like he was pretty much there all the time. And uh, all the way to show, he left on 125. It was called the Banana Split. And that was my uh, witty title because he was a banana laser and he split. So, and also the the movie we reviewed was called Split. So that was, it was kind of, well, yeah. it was a very, we have those like things that just are meant to happen. So I, I just go with it. So, mm-hmm. so there you go. That was kind of, I guess it was all meant to be, even the way it all worked out. And it definitely was because of Dave's life fucking everything up. It, it was kind of like Dan coming back was, it, it was like a, it felt like it was all supposed to happen at that time. Because the way everything worked and just Dave getting a show and able to enjoy the last year of it that way. And then Dan coming back, able to come full circle with his podcast career or whatever you call it. And and just, just us making up and the team getting back together and no hard feelings. And like, like the, the things we've learned on this show are incredible. Like we've learned acceptance and teamwork and been in the trenches together and forgiveness you know like all those weird virtues of life that are gay sounding but we've learned them all and even patience you know everything so it's like we've learned all this this is like a true journey so the skeleton crew is sesame street yeah pretty much and i'm oscar the grouch so watch it mr edwards neighborhood (laughs) yes so uh yeah that it's all a, a pretty amazing journey looking back and i'm so glad i have a small role in it yeah. Jerry, what uh, perspective do you have on this show? You mentioned something. Okay, yeah. So I had started a horror podcast, and I was looking for other horror podcasts to see what they were doing, what they did that I liked, what they did that I didn't like. And I what was can I duds. steal? Yeah. <laughs> and I was hitting duds. Everything I just did not like. And so I stopped searching horror. And I started searching like just spooky words. Garbage pail kids. <laughs> and one time I put in and I put in skeleton and I saw the skeleton crew and I was like, I like that name. Um, so I looked at it and I was like, what's their most recent show? Phantasm. Oh, shit. We just did a phantasm show. Let me listen to this one to see how how it differs from ours. And I listened to it and I was like, holy shit. I gotta, I gotta watch this show. This show is where it's at. And you can clearly go back and if you watch Kill the Cast like all the way up to Phantasm, you can see where it's just me naturally getting better. Every show after the Phantasm Kill the Cast show, as for my hosting duties, everything I got better on for that is completely because of Alex. Because I just started honing in on everything Alex did. And I started talking to Dave Z because he was the most approachable one of the three because Jamie is not approachable. I don't know if either of you have, if any of you have heard the latest episode of Evil Episodes, <laughs> where at one point, and this was right around the same time period the other, from the other day when I was being a cranky bitch on the Facebook page. At one point in that show, I was like, have I ever yeah, in yeah. years of doing this show giving you the impression that I give a fuck about the masses? <laughs> <laughs> so I messaged Dave Z because Dave Z is a, is a promoting beast. Like me and Dan have had like an hour-long conversation just on how Dave Z goes about promotion. Yeah. Like, it's insane. 
So I knew I could, anyone who, who promotes like that, you can talk to. Because even if they don't want to talk to you, they're going to talk to you to tell you about their stuff. <laughs> right, they're going to sell you something. Oh, exactly. my God. Hey, hey, Dave, how you doing, man? So you like Friday 13th? Yeah, did you ever hear a retrospective? <laughs> well, exactly. up, you just nailed him in every thread you come across on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you about how Savior killed the cast. Yeah, yeah D- Dave is the most notorious for being in a thread and saying, oh, we reviewed that back on show number... And then but you know, I learned that from Jason. So Jason used to <laughs> provoke us to do it with banana laser and skeletal crew. He goes, see, guy, this is how it's done. He goes, pip it when you can. I, I, so I'll give him props for that if I do that. <laughs> All right, I'm sorry, Jared. Go ahead. So I, I hit Dave up. I'm talking to him. And Dave gives me a complete breakdown of the skeleton crew. Like, literally, I have it in my document notes. And it's even – I have it credited to Dave Z. Okay. He broke down Alex, Dan, and Mike episodes 1 through 36. Alex, Dan, and Jamie episodes 40 through 92. Alex, Jamie, Mike, and Dave Z episodes 100 through 110. Alex, Jamie, and Dave Z 110 and up. We only had to deal with Mike for 10 episodes? It seemed like an eternity. Only 10 episodes, according to Dave Z. Thank God. And most um, of that time, he wasn't even there. Oh, yeah, thank right. God. He had to leave because someone got in a car wreck. Somebody was getting their leg chopped off. Somebody yeah. was falling down some stairs. I don't was know. he one of the Sawyers? One of the it was us. <laughs> so, it's always something fucking bizarre, you know? Like, holy shit. Oh, man, my mom just got food poisoning. <laughs> yeah, they I don't take know what's it going on. Right my, yeah. my dog is, is, is humped a guy's face, and now they're suing us. I got to go to court. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, it was always random shit. Um, yeah, you know what? We never complain, though. We just made fun so, of it. So. Oh, my cane just slipped on a banana peel. (laughs) So Daisy told me, oh, you know what you should do? Because I had listened to two episodes, the Phantasm episode and the Jaws retrospective, because I love Jaws. And Dave was like, you know what you should do? Go back and start from episode one. And then he was like, when you hit a certain episode, start going between Banana Laser and Skeleton Crew. And so that was my plan. Unfortunately, I got so hooked on Skeleton Crew that that's all I listened to. You couldn't bear leaving. I could not leave. I listened to everything. Like I remember listening to the at work, the episode where you, Dan, and Dave just talk about porn the entire episode. I'm <laughs> dying laughing. Show 63, uh, I, and you thought these movies were scary. Yeah, yeah I, I'm dying laughing in Target trying to fix some electronics <laughs> in cap as Dave's talking about the Paris Hilton virus. The PH virus. I remember clean. I remember one night after we closed. I'm listening to the episode where y'all had the ghoul on, and y'all were talking about ghost stories. Yeah. And I'm and I'm inside Target fixing pillows or blankets or some shit, and I'm getting goosebumps because of, of the these creepy tales. And I was just like, I love this show. I just love it. And so I went through the entire thing, and then for. Um, I finally contacted Alex because I hadn't because he wanted to watch some Beatles documentary on Hulu, and I was like, I got him. If I give him my Hulu password and let him watch the Beatles, he'll Such talk to me. Oh, dude, I, I I plan everything. I don't want to go up to someone and just be like, oh my god, I love your show. Oh my god, yeah, oh my god, yes. Like I ha- like I need a good way in because if I have that good way in, then they'll remember me more. So, and if you can bribe them, bribe them. So that's what I did. I gave, I let him use my Hulu and I just started talking to him and kind of picking his brain a little bit. And I didn't do like the whole, Hey, how do you podcast? No, he never even mentioned anything like that. Yeah. Never. 
So I finally said to him, hey, I got this skit idea I want to do because I'm going through your whole back catalog. Do you mind if I record something, send it to you, and if you like it, put it in a show? I did. He put it in the Phantasm 5 show and added this great clip at the end of him, like, talking shit about me. It was hilarious. <laughs> and he hit me up, and he was like, did you like it? And I'm like, yeah, dude, it was hilarious. He was like, I'm so glad because a lot of people get upset when you make fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, not no. Yeah, not over here. I loved it. And so just going through the entire back catalog, I don't have a favorite year because there, there's all of Skeleton Crew up until uh, when I finally finished and caught up was right around the time for Banana Split. Hmm. So between oh, wow. Phantasm, one, Phantasm Episode 120 dropping and Banana Split 125 dropping, I made it through all of them. But keep in mind, you had a big pause between Phantasm 5 and Banana Split. Oh yeah! Oh duh! Yeah, of course. Yeah, you took, yeah. You took like a two, three months month break. Right. Um, I made it through all of them, so I don't have a favorite year. I don't have a favorite like error. They all run together for me. Right. There's times where like, you know, I everyone has a thing on their show, and I look like Dan. I always felt like Dan was the comic relief slash a very alternative outlook, <laughs> because there were times where Dan, like. N- Dan's different because he loves Scream and had never watched Universal Classics. Right. Like, that's a certain person right there. <laughs> Fuck you. I think, I think it's coming. That's a certain person. <laughs> I think the late 80s, 90s kids, are, a lot of them are like that. Jerry, I think for millennials and shit, I think you're in the minority for being I, into the universe. Oh, shit. Yeah, I it's an insult. I'm just trying to make it sound bad. I think the only reason Alex liked me and he is because of my love for Universal Classics. He's like, wait, you actually like those? And I was like, all right, I'll talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's why when I saw um, oh, Happy Death Day, I reached yeah. out specifically to Dan and yep. said, got to see this movie. Because I, I felt like. I was like- going to go see that anyway because it used 50 Cent in the soundtrack. Oh, you know that, dog. Yeah, but it, which actually does not show up in this in the movie. Oh, <laughs> now he's not going to see it. He's in the credits. <laughs> but I, um, I loved it so much, and I immediately thought of Dan because of Scream. Because I felt the way watching this in the theater, the way that I felt when I watched Scream in the theater. Oh wow! Yeah, pretty much. Shit. Not as all right. Not as blown away, but close to it. Yeah. yeah. Maybe Scream too. Um, and then, yeah. like, Jamie, Jamie to me is the Ripley, only an alien, fuck aliens, uh, of the podcasting world. She is not only one of the coolest, like, most down-to-earth people in general. At no point do you ever, like, think, like, any of the female stereotypes with Jamie. She breaks everything. Yeah, she she is her own person and you will not put her any of the corner. And if you try to, if you try to pull the whole you're not a real fan because you're a woman thing, she's going to fuck you up. Bury you so bad. Like, like your closed casket funeral. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) In the beginning, dude, I was worried. I was like, oh, I got to dial back what I'm going to say. And then I remember when you first came on and we did say some pretty ruthless shit and Jamie's fucking cracking up over everybody. I'm like, oh, okay, this is going to be great then. I don't have to fucking bite my tongue at all. And this is why people were sending messages to her through Twitter. They were like, you're supposed to be a woman. And she's over here like, bitch, what is a woman? 
What is a, what is a rose besides a name for a flower? Like, fuck that. I I'm like it when they grab my hair. Yeah. You're supposed to be uptight, Jamie. Yeah. I know. Well, hey. see, that's why Alex would bait me, too, because every fucking episode he'd have that. So what do you what sounds do you make when you're giving a blowjob? <laughs> what goes through your mind? No, I said, Jamie, uh, what goes through your head when you're giving a blowjob besides the guy's dick? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she she never flinches and she's right. bam right back on you right. like like ever and it's and it's and it's hilarious but it also shows like her strength as a human being she's she, fierce you're not gonna define her like you're she will go from making a blowjob joke to referencing mystery science theater 3000 <laughs> when you define her you negate her yeah. That's a Wayne's World uh, quote. Sorry. Fuck your oh. Wayne's World. I'm not, you're not getting me again, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so fucking stupid. See, I get that reference too, Alex, because I listen to your fucking show. Uh. Yeah, I was like, why are you laughing right now? Oh my God. I felt <laughs> so stupid her? at that. Who told you I said that? <laughs> um, and then you, then you, and you have like Dave, who, Dave, I always feel like. He never goes against the grain because there's no grain to go against when it go when it comes to Dave. Right, right. Like yeah, I know that sounds world. weird, <laughs> but like if Dave will like back a movie that he loves that people will hate, but he does it in a way where he actually explains the fault of the movie. He's not just like, "Oh, Return of the Living Dead is the worst movie ever." He will go in there and explain. Oh shit, that was a jab. Yeah, he he always properly explains why he doesn't like it. And also, I want to give him credit because he sometimes will explain a movie in a way I've never thought about. Like recently, they just did on Exploded Heads a Paranormal Activity. I never thought of the movie of as a haunted house story. Of yeah, it's scary because of though it's not doing some demon face in the mirror. You're not seeing it. That's why it's scary. It's your classic like uh, ghost in a bedsheet kind of thing. And yeah. I never thought of that series like that. And now I'm like, well, shit, maybe I need to go back and watch them. Nice. I hope like, so. She, That's what that show's for. Dave will open your mind. He will. I'm like drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's drugs. Yeah. <laughs> you're, the, you're my favorite drug that I use anally. <laughs> oh, you're a depo- depository. That's okay. And then uh, Michael J. Fuck him. Uh, but Alex, <laughs> and then Alex, like, Besides the producing uh, king he is, he is the Beyonce of producing podcasts. You know, he slays. Just 100%. Um, He is one of the best hosts I have ever heard on a podcast. So much – the way he can lead a conversation, he will put in questions that you don't even realize that that's a planted question. It sounds so natural. Right. He can move a podcast along like crazy. And then he has an ear. And Dan brought this up early. He has an ear for knowing what to take out and what to keep in. I listen to my own Married with Children podcast that I'm on just to see what he keeps in and what he he keeps out. Right, right. Because when you do – it's when you do a show with Alex that he's producing, it's not going to sound like how it was when it was recorded. He's going to take it – and pick out things that are not needed or pick it out and move it to another section or like he really is a mad genius with this shit. He 
He goes in there. He is like all the Wu-Tang Clan members in one as a producer. He is <laughs> fucking crazy. He's Voltron. He's the head and he's the whole Voltron, huh? Yeah, I would give him the head. <laughs> the whole the whole thing. Well, yeah, we know. It's, <laughs> it's fucking amazing. And I... So many people have been inspired to do podcasting because of the Skeleton Crew, like Dave Z, Matt Wazell. Yep. Uh, they <laughs> I was already podcasting, but they inspired me to do better. Uh, Kill the Cast is only like the reason I started talking about Kill the Cast taking over the Skeleton Crew's place because that's my way of saying I think Skeleton Crew is the best. Wow, thanks. I want to be like them, and I can't say exploding heads because I don't like Canadians. One of you's gonna have to get some boobies. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, we're all wearing your skin. I'm wearing Alex's skin. Jay's wearing Dan's skin, and Kenneth's wearing your skin because he wants to know what it's like to be inside you. <laughs> well, oh, wait. Oh, okay. Let me say this: on the production standpoint, <laughs> I remember um, Dan was the first person to ever bring that out into the open, and he did it instantly. It was really incredible. He. So we did the f- first Friday Thirteenth show. Yeah, because record- I listened back and I was like, "What the fuck is this shit?" <laughs> I was like, "This is amazing." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the best part of the Skeleton Crew the whole time. If anybody asks what my favorite part is, it's listening back to the shows that I'm on to hear what Alex has got to fucking throw in there. It's a whole different experience. Yeah, he he writes to me one day and he goes, "Hey, bro, uh, did, <laughs> did you?" Did you like tighten up that show, that Friday review we did? Because I don't remember it being that good. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, well, what did you do? I don't understand. And I was like, oh, I just, uh, I took things out that I didn't think were really that poignant. And I kind of like, there's one, we talked about one thing a little too early and I kind of moved it to the back and something here. I moved over here and this and that. So it just flowed nicer. And he was like, mm-hmm. what? He goes, Okay, wow, that's really good, man. I didn't really, I didn't think it came off that great while we did it, but wow, I didn't know you could do things like that. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. And then from there, it's always been sort of like an underlying topic of our show. When we redid the part four Friday review with, and Ted White was on for an interview, um, for some reason, we just didn't click that night or something. And it was just very odd. And I was surprised because we were that far into this. And I think it was like around episode 64 or 7 or something. I don't even know. Uh, Ted White, 61. 61, okay. Mm. So That was an intimidating interview. Oh, God. Especially I started it off with the guy hating me. Cause- oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. That was crazy. He's like, well, what are we doing here? He was like, are we going to do the interview or what? You were like, oh, he, he my goes, God. He goes, no, wait a minute. Uh, I, why, why am I calling you? What kind of outfit are you running here? I have to call you and, and pay you to do an interview? This There's something about this that doesn't seem right. And I was like, well, I, I kind of messed up my Skype account, and I can't call people anymore. And he goes, oh, hold on a second here. I go, I'll go, I go, listen. I got people here. Yeah, I go, listen, dude. Let me call you back in five minutes. I will call you, and everything will be fine. I promise. Please don't cancel. I will call you back, and you won't have to pay for anything. And he was like... Uh, I don't know. I was like, please, dude. I swear to God. He's like, all right, well, call me back. And it hung up. I hurried up, got my credit card, did whatever I got to do on Skype, bought myself like, you know, 50 minutes or whatever, called him back. And he was just fine. 
he was the nicest guy ever after that. Yeah. 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 It, it all went great. But so when we did that part four review, believe it or not, I cut 45 minutes out of it. How could that be possible? <laughs> like, what the fuck did we say for all that time that wasn't good? Like, it was just like the hardest thing to understand. And I don't know. I, I'm just not the and, – and I kind of messed Matt's brain up eventually with this whole thing because once he saw – once I explained to him what that all is about, cleaning up shows, once he did it and he saw how good Banana Laser was after doing that, he was never able to just ever submit a show naturally anymore. Mm-hmm. And he said, I just can't do it. And Dave tried to get him to do it. And he said, no, I can't do that. It's just once you see the benefits of, of fixing this up, you can never go back. Well, see, right. that's the thing I noticed about Matt early on was that he had he had a, a knack for production. It's clear that he could get obsessive about it. Like it would eat him alive, I think, you know, like he's a perfectionist. So I, I feel like it. Is the kind of thing that would get under his skin very easily, you know. He doesn't have the the same abuse levels I do. Like I don't know why I'm I'm apparently willing to do this way longer and go harder at it. He was just like I'm not having it. <laughs> he was done. Well, he's <laughs> got to have standards like I have on Cut to the Chase, right, Jerry? Oh yeah. Any any podcast you'll let me edit, you have no standards. <laughs> My favorite cut to the chase is that the the third episode six and the first episode six. Those were two of my favorite ones. <laughs> I number them properly now that I've taken over. Oh, okay. oh damn, that's a shame because I thought that was very funny. <laughs> Isn't that so funny? How the fuck did that happen? Oh, that's my show, though. And any possible fuck up or anything anybody wants to ever do can be thrown on that shit show of a podcast. Yeah, like I like when I was editing one of the the skits I had made for the show, I'd shown Dan. I was like, Dan, do you think this is okay? I'd like, like it's it sounds like you better. Dan's like, it's cut to the chase. Who gives a fuck? And I was like, <laughs> Valid point. It rolls. Well, because I know how good I had it, and much like that kid that fucking wrote you that one time, Alex, it don't get no better than than being with the two best in the business, man. I mean, you guys are fucking straight fire, and and anywhere from here is downhill, and I've accepted that. I think that's the more important point here is I accepted that. Yeah, <laughs> and we and know I, you asked me on the show. Hey, that's exactly why I asked you on the show, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's all yeah, fun. and Mike before him. Absolutely, it's smart. It's fuck. That's what I do. Shit, man, uh, that's why I, I treat my – whoever's producing any show that I'm on, I treat them like gold. I don't rush them. I don't say – well, except Alex, but that's, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I mean as far as like being a professional and, you know, hey, whatever you're going to do, do it. Take as long as you need. Everything else, I'm just fucking showing up, turning on a mic and fucking talking like an idiot for two, three hours. Exactly. That's what I'm doing. I can attest to that. He does talk like an idiot. No, I was. <laughs> I can attest to that because he has not said shit about ABCs, <laughs> and I've been sitting on two episodes for months. Oh, um, shit. But he doesn't say shit uh, about it, and you know I appreciate it. they are coming. I swear, but you know. Well, then on the other Sunday hand, we've morning. got we've got Merriman, who in the show you can say, uh, "Hey, Mike, take this part out." And he'll go, okay. And then when you listen back to the episode, you, you say, hear your hey, side Mike, go, take Mike, this part take out. This part <laughs> out. Dude, 
You ever listen to podcasts? Because I listen to them fucking them nonstop, and this is a pet peeve of mine. And I, believe me, if any of my friends do it, I'm not being a dick. I'm just being honest. Every, yeah, a lot of times, mafia. dude, listen. I listen to podcasts, <laughs> and they always talk, and they always say, "Oh, well, um, someone will say, oh, I can, I'll just edit that out, or yeah. um, we'll just fix that in posters." And then they never fucking do. I'm like, how the right. fuck do you not listen back and still release that? I'm like, it does mean nothing. That's why I could never produce. Because I have the mind of a producer, believe it or not. I fucking people that I've worked with, half the stuff they do, I fucking not Alex, but half the stuff they do, I, I've given them the ideas to do for it. I have the idea. I do not not have the patience. Right. And and I'd be a perfectionist man. as well, like I am with other shit. So I don't have the mental capabilities to do it. I'll leave it at that. So, but I respect Part of the hell. My out. problem too is the is the it. I mean, seriously, it. I labor over every episode episode of ABCs, and I can't let anyone else touch it. I've had other people offer to, they're like, I'll edit it just so it can come out. No. No. I I can't do it. That's true. I asked Brian once if I could help out with that, and he was like, you can ask Jamie because she handles it, but she's going to say no. I was (laughs) like, all right, fuck, fair enough. And it's well, and it's only because I I am, oh my God, it, it it is unreal. I take out every um. I take out every pause. I have a very specific second count between. <laughs> Did you guys hear that? No, it was like that. Oh, that was Brian. He's like, you ignorant fuckhead. He's playing video games. <laughs> but, um... <laughs> and then when I do, like when I choose music to go behind, if I can't get the actual soundtrack or if the song from the soundtrack doesn't work, yeah. I will find something related and it has to be related somehow in my head. So it's like, it'd actually be very funny if someone were to go through and pick out what songs were behind those discussions because uh, I think it'd be funny if someone were to figure it out because there's like a whole thing. But And if the song is too fast, I slow it down. If the song is too bombastic, I make it quieter. If the, I mean, and it, it's... Really? Wow, even I don't do all that. It's unreal, the amount of... The amount of work that I put into those shows, and they still don't sound as good as the Skeleton Crew. <laughs> oh, oh wow! Thanks. The best part, the best aspects of the Skeleton Crew is when Alex says, "Dude, I really didn't cut that much out." Then we know that we're we're doing something right, you know. Yeah. I, wow. You know, believe it or not, that's happened more this year than ever. You know, I I don't I haven't labored all that much over the Skeleton Crew lately. Are the yeah. the foremost edited shows the ones I was on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I also want to say this too about that last year when I was gone there. Um, about me personally, because it opened up a lot of fucking doors, dude. For a podcast, it transcended a lot for me. Like I got involved with a lot of local events and stuff like that. And dude, that was like my year. Actually, that lasted for like two years where I became the podcast guy. And uh, and it re- led to a fucking uh, the the travel channel coming down doing a reality. T- None of that shit would have been possible um, unless those guys didn't listen to the Skeleton Crew episodes. You know what I'm saying? Wow. And and I don't attribute any of that to me. They just oh, heard stop. the show and how good it was, and they were like, "Yeah, you're in," like automatically. You know what I mean? And that was personally that was a 
big fucking year for me, dude. Like, I we were doing music festivals and all this fucking crazy shit, dude. It was coming at me left and right. And none of those opportunities would have presented themselves if I hadn't been on the crew. So, and I know that's like a, that's like a side note thing or whatever, but I I bring it back to this is I'm always going to look back on this show as like, as obviously my favorite and the standard. And I'm, I'm going to base everything off of from here, you know, looking back at the skeleton crew and what we've accomplished here and kind of what we did right look back what we did wrong. Don't do those things again. And I'm always going to look at it as, as the template. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've, I've learned how to interact with people properly based on this. Um, <laughs> because I mean, God knows I've fucked that up. No, you haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Says who? <laughs> <laughs> I think I've become you, a better person at the end of it all, had no, I had I be this person <laughs> along the way, I think many lives would be better for it. Uh. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I you know every time you handle something in life, you're you, you don't have time to sit there and ponder every decision. Sometimes it just seems like, well, what makes just sense leap. right the second? Yeah, like oh, this happened. Well, then I feel like this. That happened. Well, I'm going to do this. You, don't you know re- what? I think a lot of people may not realize about you, but it is very true. And it's actually one of my favorite traits of yours is you are an extremely reactive person, but you are, but it's because you're so passionate you're good, and, right. and emotional. And that's obvious when it comes to the relationships that you have with people that a lot of times something volatile will happen and it's just like, it just severs the relationship. Like it just like, that's it. But you are always the one who breaks. And and I don't mean that like in a weak way. What I mean is, is you're the one who, who bigger man, you regret thing. You regret it, and you feel bad, and you don't want that person to feel bad, and and you want, you know, it's like when you were brought Mike back in, and I was like, dude, I don't, I, yeah. like, I, I wouldn't do it, and but you couldn't not, you know, it was just, yeah. it was, you couldn't not, you know, and that has always amazed me about you, and I think a lot of people feel like you are, I don't know, cold or. Or maybe not now. I'm, I probably come off as a snarky dick on the show. So I think... But it's not true. It's no. absolutely not true. You're one of the most sentimental people I've ever met. And there was a time when we came close to uh, splitting. And that lasted about an hour. Uh, I, I, I remember sitting in the hotel room having the conversation because we were, I was on vacation or something at that, at that time. And yeah, it was like, it was like the worst feeling ever. And I was just sitting there going back and forth with you and trying to like come up. It was never, it was not like yelling at each other or anything. It was just, no, it never got, it, it never got nasty. Yeah, not going back and forth that way. Like, well, you're a bitch. Well, you're a fucking dick. Yeah. You fucking retard. Like it wasn't that it was two people. <laughs> that was me and you. Yeah. That was me and Dan. Uh, it was two people trying to figure out what's happening. Someone explaining this point of view, someone saying, well, this is how it is. This is someone saying this. So that's what that was. Um, okay. Sorry. So where were we going with that? 
Yeah. <laughs> um, well, well, I was going, it, that lasted like an hour. I mean, it really did. Like it just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't going to happen, you know? And, um, I, I couldn't stand it, but I, I couldn't have stood it, but I guess what I'm basically what I'm trying to say is you are incredibly sentimental and you're an incredibly caring person. And I, I don't think a lot of people out there realize how genuine that is. And that when you do open yourself back up to people like Mike or Dan or, or whomever, um, you are being in, incredibly genuine. Right. And I, I I feel like there are people out there who think a lot of the things that we've done over the years have just been like for bits or, or for drama or whatever. And the, the thing is, it's not ever planned or, or, or pumped up or anything. It's just that people have been privy to some extremely real moments on this show right. because anything that's ever happened, we've been very honest about it and very open about it. And so it's not for dramatic effect. It's just the way it is. It's just right. what has, has happened. And so all the raw emotion is actually raw emotion. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I, it's, I, I could attribute a lot of things to, uh, like I, um, not to, I don't want anybody to feel sorry for me or anything, but like I, I had like a really non-idealistic childhood and, and was raised by people who uh, just flat out pretty much rejected and were just completely disappointed with you. And it's not, you didn't really have to do that much to get that reaction. Like there are kids who are, you know, I like, put, let's put it this way and not to diminish anybody's issues in life, but I I have people in my life who are heroin addicts and they cost their parents $50,000 twice to go to rehabs only to come out and go back on the shit in two or three weeks, end up in jail over and over again, court fees, this, that, the other thing, vandalism, uh, theft for getting money for drugs, this and that, and kind of ruined the, the, parents lives and they actually lost their house they had to take second mortgages out and everything and those parents have shown more love to those kids and support than than mine did for things i never really even did. i never did anything wrong really like it not never did anything wrong i was kind of a miss i was like a juvenile person my whole life i guess and that shows up on the show but I never did anything that really was detrimental to anyone's life. And I was still met with more rejection and like, and judgments. And I was always, I found myself always having to defend myself. And I became a very defensive person. And anytime, uh, like, I, de I definitely didn't know how to react to any kind of scenario that ever seemed to pop up with me and people, any kind of disagreements or whatever. And that shows through everything. Like, I have trails of wreckage left but starting with like clad and things that went down there things in my garage pale kid thing i was doing this show it's here it's it's everywhere in my life and other old jobs i've had and so you eventually have to say is it everyone and you're just pointing it all out to them and they don't like to hear that or is is some of it me and i don't realize it and that's what i was talking about like you have to be introspective you just can't go through life with blinders on you know mm -hmm. and like so like 
I am damaged goods, and pretty much the, if you can get anything good out of me, you should just like take it and run, <laughs> because <laughs> dibs on the spleen. <laughs> I could taste my. Well, spleen, I told by the Dan. Way. Dan, do you remember years ago when I told you that? I mean, this was very early on. I told you that I would never give up on Alex. Like, yes, oh, very much so, absolutely. I was like, I don't care what happens. I mean, I will yep. never give up on him, whether he wants me to or not. I won't. Right, right. Is it because you realized that or something? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so it's obvious. No, well, and I don't know if it's obvious to everyone. It was obvious to me. I loved you. I mean, I knew you, you know, and I know that's why you've killed yourself. Um, why it was so important to you to do well because i'm told i couldn't forever right so any chance i get to i'm going to you know i don't know that's why it was so important to you to have a beautiful home and a beautiful wife and a and a bit not that you don't you know not that they don't mean something to you personally and obviously you love tiffany but i mean it you have been constantly battling that Oh, yeah. Your whole life. And, uh, you know, it makes perfect sense. But honestly, you have <laughs> look what you did, man. Yeah. See, that's what fuck. I was going to say. You could be a little <laughs> fuckwad about it and fucking curl up and die in the corner. Or you could do what Alex does and turn it into fucking one of the greatest podcasts ever. Look, when I first hooked up with Alex, I knew just by just by the way you spoke and shit like that, that you had some sort of chip on your shoulder. I didn't know where it came from. It didn't matter. Even more so after the shows. And this is why, Jamie, you just brought that up where it's like you get kind of depressed and be like, I don't know, dude. I don't think that we did that good of a show or whatever and then like i said then i'd fucking listen back and i'm like this guy is fucking insane like listen to what he just did to that and and then you would come around to it eventually and you'd be like dude uh, how many times were you like dude i was wrong i was wrong oh yeah yeah that i was wrong so that's why i always looked at it like yeah you could fucking be that way and you can go one way with it and not create shit in your life and just fucking basically sit there in your own fucking feces and just rot away and wallow in your own fucking misery that misery or you could live there for a small little bit realize fucking it is what it is just to be enough to have it be a catalyst for fucking change and then that's what you did you change it and you fucking turn it all into something great dude and i've noticed that it's always been a chip on your shoulder i always thought it was me i was like am i disappointing this guy (laughs) but it's like you know what i'm saying (laughs) no you know what it was it was probably my parents speaking in my own mind telling you that you failed again like, no matter what I got done doing, no matter how good it was or whatever, I was told it was wrong or it was a failure, it's no good, and nobody will like it. But you know what? We did it. Some people like it. Some people love it. Nothing you could do about it, bitch. And you know what? Let's cheer things up, guys. Uh, I'm going to play a song that was created by a longtime listener, Travis Jones. He knew that the show was going out in October. He planned for this long ahead of time. And he made a song just for us, and it's called The Skeleton Crew by his band, The Go-Go Ghoulies. Here it is, guys. Thanks a lot, Travis. We appreciate it, bro.
Yeah. You know what's funny is Dave and I may have even crossed paths previous. Oh, on, on horror movie CA. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you were reading that site. Uh, how far back did you go on that site? Uh, you know, all of my message board times were probably like, um, let's see, yeah, class was 2000, about 2002. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you guys hated each other on there. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> you should stop talking again. I, <laughs> now, maybe, I don't know, maybe you dipped before I got there. I started writing for them in 2004. Mm. And I was heavy in the message boards from 2004 to like 2008-ish or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, I was there through that time. For some reason, I thought I discovered Fangoria because that was the first message board I ever discovered in like 2002. And then after that, I I know Clad came around uh, close to 2004. Yeah, August 13, 2004, I think. What was your name? What was your name on HM? Um, chainsaw or original chainsaw? Michael Myers fan twenty five. I thought it was Mouth Blaster. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was always Chainsaw because of the guy from uh, what do you call it? Summer School. Ah, is that why? Because his name was Chainsaw on Clad too. Is that why Summer School? I never even saw that movie. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Chain. You never. Well, because in the beginning, all the good names were taken. It was a big thing going on at the time. Message boards. So you yeah. know, you, you don't know what to do. You, Jason Voorhees is taken. This is taken. Any cool name you could think of in horror is taken. You were Tommy Jarvis. That's, that's how I. That's how well, I me. ended up settling on Movie Maven because. Oh see? my god! Right. Oh, wow. I know, right? Um, all the great ones were taken. So Scream I went Queen. Scream Queen was taken. Uh, of um, course. Which was the first thing I headed for, gone. You should have been Scream Queen 467. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's always fun to have that because you know you want that name. So. Right, yeah, I love numbers. Right? <laughs> fucking numbers after it. So, yeah, I named myself after that guy because he was a big horror fan. You know what I mean? So it's like, oh, yeah, I love that movie, Chainsaw. So that that's where it started. So that's the only one. And if I joined a place and they had a chainsaw, I called myself Original Chainsaw. So yeah. Yeah, you must love that. I know, right? See what happens? I was wondering, I have all the answers ready for the Halloween 4 and 5 Blu-ray giveaway. Can I give them to you now? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember that? I'm listening. I happen to be on episode 27 now. I started doing it again like last month. So I'm going through these fucking shows in order. Um, and I, Alex, did you bring the Son of Norman Bates scripts that you're supposed to read on the show? I'm waiting on that. I never read that on the show. <laughs> Son of a bitch. And my last note was take it back and you already covered it because you mentioned before you were going to do a do-do-do-do or as Adrian would say, do-do-do-do. Do. Take do, it do, back. Do, do. No, no, not Fucking do-do. Do-do. Why would anybody what? say that? Okay, repeat after me. Do-do-do-do. Okay. Do-do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you, Adrian? I love you, but... What? Oh, that's great. Do-do-do-do. <laughs> no, no, no. Listen. Stupid. I said do-do-do-do. <laughs> <laughs> Who approved that script? Anyway. uh... Oh, wow. You know what? I have my Psycho 5 script right in front of me. Son of of Norman Bates, correct? That's what it is. Oh, man. Wait, is there a scene that involves a bucket? (laughs) (laughs) Being thrown at his fucking head. (laughs) That's how Norman gets killed at the end. Son of Norman. (laughs) 
<laughs> so stupid. Well, I want to uh, say this obvious thing too, where I want to I want to uh, blow Jerry and Dave a little bit here before they leave, because if it weren't for such enthusiastic people like that man, I mean, I know this is an obvious thing to say, but we'd be nothing. We'd be nothing. Yeah. You know, you're the kind of fans that that give us good feedback, not be. just like. You know, we like to show and, and do something, you know, now do the Final Destination series. Like, you guys have been interactive and, and obviously, you know, Jerry, you were doing your own podcast before. You just told that story. Um, and then Dave coming on here and, and doing his thing, dude. I just think that you guys are so fucking important to to the Skeleton Crew. Even you, Jerry, even coming in at the end because... Because you guys are good at what you do. You guys are really good at what you do, I should say. And it always inspires me to, to, to always step up my game. And it, and it just makes it fun, man. It's not fun, you know, secluding yourself as a show. It's always fun to do, like, whether it be crossover shows or, or mentioning you guys or, or even just, like, a, a little name drop here and there. Like, I know what Jerry loves hearing his fucking name on the show. Oh, yeah. He, he, that's what, that's why he listens. Yeah, I, I, only, I only listen to podcasts that drop my name. Exactly. He actually has somebody tell him where it happened. He just forwards to that, plays it, and then turns it off. Hey, it still counts. Well, yeah, as that's what I do download. for 22 shots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On on that note, uh, d- starting with uh, Dave, since he was here first in in our world of Skeleton Crew, um, his his enthusiasm and and love and passion for the show, like the first time he ever gave me feedback that it was rewarding on so many levels. One, knowing he's such a huge, uh, well, you know, the first things were Friday 13th. He's such a huge Friday <laughs> fan. So if you get approval from him about it, that is great. That means you're doing something right. Even though, like Dan said, we we're fumbling through those. Um, somehow we fumbled upon the right notes, at least the, the ones that kept people there. Um, mm-hmm. so that was great. Uh, it did the same for Matt and um, a lot of people, I guess. But um, yep. I'm just speaking of people that, you know, come on here and we could talk about it with. And then uh, Dave, uh, just his what he's done. I mean, he's the king of promoting, but the way he promoted us. I mean, it's weird. Yeah. It's so perfect because it's the perfect thing. I when I was pushing banana lasers so hard especially around um, the October Halloween retro, which, thank God, I, I must have pushed it enough because it, it, it actually beat the skeleton crew that month. Amazing. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, no, definitely. And it was definitely deserving. Um, and I'm glad that I did that because who else deserved it? I mean, these were the two most passionate people. Matt was making shirts of us. He was making posters. He's making stickers of us. I mean, how do you even properly react to something like that? You know, you're making a rinky-dink little show that you don't even know if anyone's going to care about. And someone cares enough to make shirts? And uh, I don't know. But it's, like, amazing, like, the passion you see and the lack of it from other people. And so when you find people like that, you never let go of them. And you appreciate them. And you realize you connected with them on a different level than someone who's not enthusiastic or interactive with you. The fact that they were, like they said, inspired to do a show because of this and it became Banana Laser? Like, holy shit. Like, no, that no. that stands on its own as a show. And to think that it spawned from here, it just, like, blows my mind. Just Dave's continued 
uh, promotion of the skeleton crew to the point where he's on Phantasm Five and he's telling people about it. You know, like, dude, thank you so much, and it's so great that you're doing something you love now. You got this amazing ball rolling with exploding heads. You're putting out great shows, and apparently everyone in the world listens to it. I wish. Thanks. Oh yeah, and it's like we're honored that you came on here on the 50th show and that really got the ball rolling and you and Matt both came on and it it's sort of in a small way started banana laser. Cause I remember Matt said he loved you and I said, Oh yeah, yeah. Dave's great, man. Yeah. You should, uh, you know, and I remember when you, you wanted to do a show or one of you were asking, I mentioned, yeah, you should contact Matt. He's, he, he was saying he wants to do a show. And then, you both were on that crazy show, uh, The Dirty Bay of Horror. <laughs> yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I remember writing to them, and I go, guys, uh, head for Z Hills. Uh, I liked both of you on that show, but I think you should leave and do your own thing. That's just my suggestion. I just want to give my input. Have a nice day. And they eventually did that, and it became Banana Laser. So – it's it's just like amazing and uh i'm just so thankful that we were a part of something else that brought people happiness like that so uh i hope that you're so happy doing everything you're doing that it was sort of your payment for everything you gave us you know like you got as like you literally got as much back as you put into it well yeah i mean i mean i'll say you're welcome cuz you said thank you but i'm just being polite but, but <laughs> you know, no, seriously, you're the one I, I'm thanking. I mean, you're the one I should be thanking all of you for that matter. It's just like I've said it several times. The Skeleton Crew was the first show I listened to, fell in love right away. And I know it sounds cheesy or something, but it literally was a life changing thing. Like I was always a big horror fan, but I just watched horror. I mean, that was my hobby, I guess. If you're going to have one. When you turned it off, that was the end of it. Yeah. But then, <laughs> you know, now that I, I discovered this whole thing and I, I dove head first into it. I love it. And if not for this, especially considering the things that have happened in recent years to me personally, I mean, who's to say how well I would have uh, made it through because it ended up being a, uh, sometimes a hindrance, but also sometimes a main focus of something to think about and concentrate on to not think about the realities of life, you know, an outlet. Yeah. Yes. That, you know, that's what my wife has called it for me since the beginning. Like anytime I said, I'm going to quit doing this. And she's like, that's your outlet. You need that. So mm -hmm. thankfully I have a, a supportive wife as well th through all that, but it's been life changing. It's been an excellent experience. I probably wouldn't even be on Facebook if not for uh, doing the podcast and, and making the friends I have now. I mean, that that's what it is. I don't, uh, right. I mean, I started in the beginning because I was single or I was divorcing, and I was just trying to get laid. That's the only reason I went online. <laughs> Anytime, honestly. If I'm online, if I was online, it was justifying girls that I used to know or new girls or whatever. It was always about getting laid. Worked for me. Right, right. I was never thinking about horror. Then I discovered message boards, and then all this podcast stuff started, and boom, here we are. So there would be no banana laser. There would be no exploding heads. And most importantly... I wouldn't have had the friendships I have now with so many people, especially, especially you guys that have all ended up being great friends in my life. Mm -hmm. So, so thank you for that. Oh yeah. yeah. Definitely, man. 
And uh, so, Jerry, uh, you know, you're a latecomer. Like you said, you started. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> you come too late, Jerry. I'm sore already. Come on, man. Let's speed it up. He, you know, he showed up around the Phantasm uh, shows right before Dan's return, basically, a couple months before. He embraced it. It clicked with him. Uh, so that just goes to show you that, <clears throat> I mean, these shows are... They're all out there. I'm sure everybody hasn't heard every one. Like, if you're upset, it's ending. They're always out there. And it just goes to show you that something that we did five years ago can still be relevant to somebody and still be as fresh if you haven't heard it or whatever and affect you um, just as much as any new show. Um, so Jerry is a you know an example of that. Just, I guess, on a personal note, it's been great knowing you and getting to know you. And I kind of instantly realized when we met that I guess you are one of us or I don't know what to, how to really say it but like I, I kind of felt that I know you were starting out and maybe some snooty people would like look down at that as like well this guy just started a show I'm not going to compare to me man I've been here five fucking years and blah 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 so uh, you know this newbie or whatever like I never I don't think that way about anything I kind of just take things as what they are or what I'm presented with and what I saw in you was I felt that you are part of this, even though you're you're new to it. So I didn't think twice to, you know, when we talked about the Mary with Children thing and you said, oh, I'll, I'll be on that show with you. I mean, you don't have anybody, right? I was like, no. And I was like, yeah, okay. I heard you on your show and I like you. And we connected and clicked. And, and here we are now. And it's like my life is just so different now with you in it. I mean, like you're, you're like this person part of my life that seems like you've been there for so long and it's hard to believe that it's only been a year I guess because right you sent me that we've been friends for a year now or whatever on Facebook it just yeah. seems longer I'm sure it's, yeah it, it's, it's only been a <laughs> year since like it seems like an eternity <laughs> uh, since I've been friends with like you and Dave and Dan and Jamie yeah it's only been a year but yeah, I love this show, man. It's when people ask me what my favorite podcast is, I'm always quick to be like, it's the Skeleton Crew. Like, there's so many classics in this hundred and ending with 145 episodes plus bonus episodes, like commentaries and shit like that. Like, yeah, there's there's so many episodes I can go back to and listen to that are just fantastic. I even for movies that I had never seen listening to them and I'd be like man I really want to watch this movie now like I had never seen Tales from the Dark Side and listen to y'all talk about that Gargoyles uh, part oh, I was just amazing. like man fuck I want to watch this it's mm. so good I never had a podcast where I actively always wanted to be in the conversation every episode I wanted to be in that conversation and it's been it's been amazing for me to actually be on a bunch of episodes now for your last year and getting to come on and do them. It's one of the, like, this is probably dumb to some people, but the other day of a fan of the show uh, named Aaron, he posted that at his funeral, <laughs> he wanted, he wanted the skeleton crew to do one more podcast. And the greatest thing ever <laughs> was that he said he wanted me on that podcast. Wow. <laughs> That's, I, that skeleton that I am in someone's eyes, I am worthy enough to be on the skeleton crew, which I hold in super high regard, considering that like when I make the joke about kill the cast being this spiritual successor to skeleton crew, that's all just 
out of respect for the legendary status y'all have come up with. Like damn straight. It's 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 hard to put it into words like without sounding like I literally just want you all to come on me. Well, we can make that happen. Yeah. We we can start a GoFundMe and if it hits the right amount, we'll make this happen. The skeleton crew the Jerry Bukaki experiment. Who wants a glazed Jerry? But it's 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 a show that I'll always be when someone asks me, how do I get good at podcasts? I'm going to say, go listen to the skeleton crew. <laughs> Just start from the beginning and roll all the way through because you will learn everything you need to know. You will see production cues. You will see how to be a good host. You will see how to deal with drama. You will see how to take a hit and come back. How to do drugs. <laughs> how to do drugs. How to be a, a raging alcoholic. How to be a raging alcoholic. How to be better than everyone else that you're recording with. <laughs> How That's do me. It is you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we all have a part in this. Exactly. Like, like Kelly Bundy said, everything you need to learn in life, you can learn from movies and dates. Yep. Well, everything you need to learn about podcasting, you can learn from the skeleton crew and the skeleton crew. <laughs> there's no second part to that. You can learn it all there. And I'm a better podcaster because of the skeletons and crew. Thank God. Otherwise, I throw it right off, Mary with children. Exactly. Uh, like, I do more experimental things because of things I saw that skeleton crew did. And I'm like, shit, no one had done that. And people could have highly not liked that, but they did it anyway. So I'm going to do something weird also and see if it works and see what sticks. And finding that right balance between joking and, you know, giving facts and entertaining with our reviews because Alex is right at the end of the day yeah we're supposed to be re-entertaining our listeners through this material not you know these numbers don't matter you know none of that matters it's all bullshit it's all about no, it matters to me y'all y'all listen to my damn show <laughs> <laughs> you fucking whore so yeah it's just it's amazing I, I all of you all four of you are some of the biggest examples of how to just do something for the love of it and give it out to the world and see what happens and how great that can be because much like Dave, much like most people uh, I podcast to help me deal with my mental issues. It's, It's a great creative outlet. It keeps me focused. It keeps me looking ahead and dealing with that because no one wants to read my emo poetry so this is the only thing I'm going to get. So Jerry, podcasting with you gives me mental issues. <laughs> well, go ahead and just give me your dashboard confessional there, buddy. What a nice thank you. Hey, <laughs> hey man, hands down, this is the best day I can ever remember, Jerry. Uh, I tricked Duncan into saying that live on his Thirsty Thursday the other day. <laughs> but in all seriousness, yeah. thank you for the skeleton crew. Thank you for putting in the hours, the years, all the work into it. I can't wait to see uh, the reunions we will get randomly in the future, whether it be on, like, Kill the Cast, whether y'all do a one-of, whatever. I can't wait for it. I'm super excited about it. I will make the Vincent Price retro happen Hmm. and the uh, Mummy Lon Chaney Jr. trilogy will happen, even if I have to force it at gunpoint or in dance. Uh, side dick point. <laughs> <laughs> Don't get shot, Dan. 
Oh, he's gonna get shot. <laughs> right now. Uh, so yeah, from the bottom of my heart, thank you, Alex. Thank you, Dan. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Dave. What about Michael J? In a little bit. Thank you, Michael J, for, for at least the one good episode you were on. Yeah, hey, Mike, you did one good episode. You did one. The Curse of Michael J is one of the funniest shows ever recorded because... It's like you just didn't understand that Alex was making fun of you. And I know you don't know me, Michael J., and you probably do listen to these shows, and you're probably going to talk shit on me on your shows. It won't matter. I have never heard them. So (laughs) I don't give a shit. I am not curious enough to go and see what's going on over there, especially after hearing Jamie talking about you tooting on couches. That's I don't like Ren and Stimpy. I I don't like gross-out humor, so I'm not going to like you. Um, when I meet Daniel Harris, I'll warn her about I just, you. I just listened to the Friday Two commentary. <laughs> <laughs> so oh yeah, thank you um, from me and from all of your fans of the Skeleton Crew. Thank you. I raise a toast to you. It's mostly pumpkin pie, but I, I still raise it to you. Well, at least we know Michael Myers will like it. <laughs> no, and, and to go off what Jerry said, dude, I mean, one last fucking time. Thank you to everybody who's ever listened to our stupid fucking show. Like, literally, this is such a cliche thing to say, but like, without listeners, we wouldn't have a show. You know what I'm saying? Just recorded conversations, that's all. Just recorded conversations and everybody's feedback and how interactive everybody is. Like, thank you all so much because that is just as much as important as as we are recording the episodes you know what i mean just the feedback we get and the interactions and and all the love that we get man it's i i would have never imagined my life going this way to be perfectly honest with you and i still don't fully comprehend it but if you would have told me that out of all that my interests in life dude if you would have said i'd be on a horror podcast and i'd be on a damn good one at that I'd tell you you're fucking crazy. So to have it all end up the way it has is unbelievably awesome to me. Like, for real, you guys are awesome. I'm glad I've met you all. You guys have clearly changed my life for the better. And it's it you make life so much fun just to just to shoot the shit and talk movies with, with people and and hear everybody's opinions and shoot the shit and, and have laughs and stuff like that. Some of the best times have been over these past five years with you guys. So so thank you all. Yeah, Except for Juanita Brown. I do not want to thank Juanita Brown. <laughs> Juanita? Juanita Brown. Yes. I don't yeah. know if there is one, but it, imagine if there is one. Her head, her eyes just blew open right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you both, Dave and Jerry, for all the kind words. Thanks for hopping on. And uh, clearly we're honored to have the two of you on our final show. Hello, kiddies, it's me, John Kassir, the voice of The Crypt Keeper, and you're listening to The Skeleton Crew. <laughs> What's up, boneheads and The Skeleton Crew? This is Horophilia Jason, and I'm here to give you my final farewell and goodbye wishes. Now, I don't want to make this a depressing segment. Instead, I want to focus on the positive. I do have uh, my handkerchief ready, though, just in case. Uh, But seriously, I love all you guys. You're not only fantastic podcasters, but I consider you good friends. Uh, And I mean this to all the Skeleton Crew members, past and present. 
uh, Dave Z, of course, and even Michael J. I know y'all have had those differences, but I've always personally had good interactions with Michael J. And he's even hooked me up some sweet Blu-rays in the past. <laughs> now, I know that podcasts, know isn't all about numbers. But let's face it, without people listening and supporting you, what's the real purpose? Uh, I know we're taking our precious time to do a quality podcast. And is it really worth it if only other podcasters are going to listen to it? Now, I'm totally serious about this. I'm fairly certain if the Skeleton Crew wasn't a hit, there would be no such thing as the Horror Affiliate Network. Uh, before y'all came along, we've had some semi-successful podcasts, but nothing near what I had hoped it to be. Uh, several times I wondered with the numbers that we were pulling in, was it really worth all the effort? You know, you got to factor in costs for hosting, time spent, etc. But Skeleton Crew came along and boosted the network, and even your listeners became fans of some of the other podcasts, and the network just grew from there. Alright, so let's get into a little bit of numbers here and see what we got going here. So, uh, man, it was kind of difficult to pull these numbers. I used to have it were extremely easy, but now it's a little bit harder. But I was able to get it. So, first we're going to go over, uh, let's start from the beginning here. The Skeleton Crew number one. And uh, that was, you know, Friday the 13th part one. That was the first time I heard y'all and it blew me away. So, how well has uh, the Skeleton Crew number one fared? It actually fared uh, pretty well overall. Uh, it is, I would say, somewhere kind of in the upper middle of your downloads. Right now it's at 1,719 total downloads, which is uh, pretty awesome. You know, it started off, you know, nothing near that. But over time, people have caught on listening to the archive. And that's how it seems to be in general. Your podcast team seem to grow over time as you get new listeners that go back. So while I was pulling the stats up, I found a few interesting facts here. Uh, first off, uh, y'all didn't have very many video commentaries, but the ones y'all had, man, they pulled in some massive numbers. Y'all should have probably <laughs> maybe even did a lot more of these, uh, you know, looking back here. So I'm going to go over the uh, top three video commentaries that, uh, that y'all have done, and all three of these had well over 2,000 downloads slash watches. Uh, coming in at number one was y'all's Halloween 5 commentary. Even though y'all totally dissed the film and it kind of got on my nerves a little bit, yeah, the commentary was still uh, super fun. That was a, that was a great episode. Uh, the number two most downloaded video commentary was the infamous Screen 3 commentary. <laughs> and then finally, last but definitely not least, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4 commentary. So it seems like uh, that seemed to be a, a pretty good hit with y'all is to find a movie that you could diss on. And it seems like people enjoy that quite a bit. So those are your top three video commentaries he did. And those pulled in some great numbers. All right, so let's start with the uh, standard uh, podcast, the MP3 versions. And I'll go over the top five. And your number one, whew, it by far and away, it was by far the most downloaded podcast. It still gets tons of downloads. It's, um, man, I wouldn't say a double number two, but it's pretty close to doubling it. And that is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre Retrospective, episode number 41, which that is the debut of Jamie Jenkins being a full-time member on the podcast. So that was, uh, wow, man, I don't know if that's just a coincidence, great timing. People just wanted to hear that. I have no idea. Google did you a favor in the uh, search engines? I have no idea, but that but that podcast to pull in some massive numbers here. It's uh, also as of this moment, 4,045 downloads. All right, now going on to your number two most uh, downloaded listen podcast, 
is a skeleton crew number 62, which is the Jaws retrospective. Another awesome episode, and that one had 2,589 downloads. Moving on to the number three, which this one kind of surprised me to a degree. I mean, it did and it didn't, but it is the Skeleton Crew number 120 and a half, and that is Rob Zombie's 31 review. I should have figured, you know, it was a brand new review. The film had just come out, uh, you know, limited theatrical release, and it is Rob Zombie. Love him or hate him, but that dude brings in numbers. And uh, that a little bit surprised me, though, but that's your third most downloaded podcast on the network. Now, moving on to the number four slot, Freddy vs. Jason, which I know you said that did massive numbers through YouTube. <laughs> well, it's done massive numbers here, too, so it seems like anything to do with Freddy vs. Jason is a hit. And then coming in at number five was Stephen King's It episode, and I'm talking about episode number 78, so the old school It. And that one actually had a 2,066 downloads. So there you go. Those are your top five most downloaded podcasts on the network, which I don't know if any of those are surprises to you or not. I'm sure everyone has their own favorites. I don't know if these are even most of our listeners' favorites, but they're the ones that caught the attention somehow. All right, so congratulations on those. Those are your top five. Now I'm going to bring one low light in here. And when I say low light, it's a very minor low light. I also found out the lowest uh, downloaded episode y'all ever had. And when I say lowest, it still brought in fantastic numbers, don't get me wrong. So if this particular episode was on this month's top ten, it would have still placed in the top ten. It would have been probably the eight slot. And so that is uh, the Skeleton Crew number 30, which is Tuesday night, moves to Rosewood Lane. One thing about this episode I thought was kind of strange, as I mentioned, Jamie Jenkins' debut full-time was number one episode. And this is Jamie Jenkins' debut in general. She actually did the news on this podcast. And uh, but the you know the main gist of this one though was the interview with Tuesday Night, which uh, I did notice that was a trend uh, that the interview podcasts uh, pulled in lower numbers than the main podcast, which is kind of I don't know. I guess I'm expecting that when podcasts first started off, man. When I started, all it was is seen was interviews. I mean, there was a lot of reviews, of course, but uh, it seems like every other podcast did a bunch of re- uh, interviews of people. I don't know if people got burnt out or people just not interested in Tuesday night. I have no idea why this particular episode is your lowest downloaded episode, but uh, if your lowest downloaded episode still brings in these numbers, it's still all good in the hood. So to wrap up the numbers, uh, right now on the network, we've had 1.5 million downloads. And attributed to that is uh, 208,000 of those were due to the skeleton crew, which is an amazing number. That's, that means 13.6% of all downloads we've ever had were skeleton crew podcasts, which that's fucking amazing when you think of we've had probably, I believe, 60 different podcasts altogether that contributed to that number. And y'all have had 13% of it. That's just a fantastic number. So that's definitely a number you should be proud of here. Like I said, it's not about the numbers, but it's nice to see that y'all have had such a good impact. And, you know, you've had at least 208,000 smiles he put on people's faces. So to wrap up here, I'm going to miss you guys. It's going to be weird not getting Skeleton Crew emails from Alex to upload a new podcast. Uh, Not only were you a review podcast like everyone else out there. Y'all also did your own thing. You did interviews, skits, top lists, 
different subjects that other podcasts not dare to do. You were never afraid to be yourselves. I always appreciated that fact about you. Uh, starting here with Alex, you know, you're a great lead host and producer extraordinaire. It starts from the top. Uh, you got Jamie. When she was brought in, she brought in the emotion and knowledge of horror. And she just has a fantastic ability to express her opinions. Uh, now, Dan, he's just a cool cat. Every time he talks about a film he likes, you can tell the passion in his voice, a real joy in his laughter. Just one of the coolest dudes in podcasting out there. So even though Skeleton Crew is saying goodbye and they're disbanding, uh, we still have plenty more podcasts to listen to them on. I'm definitely looking forward to y'all's further podcasting adventures. Uh, nothing but love from the bottom of my heart. I'm raising my chalice of a low-carb monster since I can't drink anymore, but I'm raising this chalice in your honor. So one last time, all hail the skeleton crew. This is it, guys. Um, Dave and Jerry, thanks for joining us to say goodbye and for celebrating the great five years and a half that the Skeleton Crew has been. It's been um, a great experience for all of us. I think we're all better people for it. Um, And it's funny, Dan, you and I were talking earlier today. 
and uh, you know, just trying to wrap our minds around that we're actually sitting here right now and uh, recording our final segment of the Skeleton Crew. It seems like, you know, the old saying seems like yesterday that we started. I still remember sitting there and uh, just getting into this, and I wondered, you know, wow, is this going to... People are gonna like this? Is this gonna be good? Or I used to be so fucking nervous, dude. Like thinking of it now is is ridiculous. But I used to seriously fucking get sweaty palms and shit. Yeah, I used to wonder if I could come up with enough things to say on our first show. And here I am. I've said things for 145 of them, hundreds of hours. Um. So what Dan asked me, and I I wonder if Jamie ever pondered this. Uh, he said. You know, because, you know, the only thing we could look for is the future beyond this, like, you know, life after the skeleton crew. What is it for everybody? So for me, it's, yes, Jamie, the Married with Children podcast. And Dan had a question about that. He said, so, so tell me the truth. You don't have to lie or anything like that. Are you already like mentally done with the skeleton crew and you already are like way into marriage with children and that's your thing now and now you're just sort of tidying this up and saying okay see you later mm-hmm. or is this is this to you what it is you know to us uh, my honest answer was um, there was a like a, a small period where things really gelled and the marriage children show has become what i hoped and it's it's become a magic that i hoped would uh generate from it during that time for an odd coincidence we weren't doing very much with skeleton crew because of schedules and stuff i believe this was after like the hostile stuff and before the universal classics during that time I admit that, yeah, I probably felt that way. And I was probably, my mind is probably trying to protect itself and try to cope with this idea. So one way I did that was to tell myself, well, I'm, you know, I'm onto this new show and we're the only one in the world. So that's really cool. And, and it's going great. And, uh, I'm, you know, I'm becoming good friends with these guys and stuff. I'm trying to make myself feel better about this. And I probably succeeded. Mm-hmm. And then <clears throat> once we got the ball rolling again here, and then we started doing the Universal Classics, then we did It, then we did those three movies, Chucky, Leatherface, and Gerald's Game. By the time I was doing those reviews, like basically the end of the classics and to Gerald's, Chucky, and all that, I was way back into this. And... It struck me again, and I, I'll definitely be getting emotional tonight because I remembered, like, wow, I guess it, between things going so great at Marrow Children and things kind of, like, not happening here, I probably did sort of find a way to make this feel better and say, well, I got that. Mm. You know, After doing those shows, we captured a magic on show 144 that is everything we ever could hope to get out of discussions and fun and our relationship for the three of us and and everything we've done together was encapsulated in that one show which is why it was odd for us to hear like negative things 
about our choices because we were like, well, you just you don't get it. You weren't there. So that's why, because we all felt that. <laughs> and why I was a cranky bitch. <laughs> yeah, because like you don't even understand what took place that night, and you're sitting here chastising us. Uh, and it wasn't. It was like three people, guys. Don't worry. Probably not anyone listening. <laughs> yeah, right. So no matter where I go from here, whether Married with Children becomes super successful or in any way, which is just to me being good and having enough people listening that's worth putting all the time into, mm-hmm. Skeleton Crew is always going to be probably uh, the most important part of my life. I mean. Besides, you know, like my wife and future kids and stuff. I mean, it, think about it. I mean, jobs are just what we have to do and friends come and go. And most of them don't have time for you anyway after a while. But uh, what we did here, the sense of accomplishment, the sense of right. friendship, the, 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 the lessons we learned along the way, how we all were in the trenches together and then all came out better people and closer for it. Mm-hmm. All that stuff, the creativity that when you create something, there's no better feeling in the world. Right. You know, and, and the fact that none of us could have done it without the other. I mean, this is not just a show. If, if you haven't noticed, it's not just a show where, oh, there's a show that does reviews on horror movies. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. If that's what you thought this was, you missed out on something. You're not reading between the lines or... You're just like a dullard because <laughs> you fucking dullards. <laughs> like if you haven't noticed, this <laughs> this is <laughs> you fucking dillard. Like this is an, a whole experience. I mean, does it have to be spelled out for you? Have you heard what's happened on here? Um, and I'm not talking about the drama. I know it's where people's minds sort of keep going. No, it's not really what I'm talking about. Right. Even this stuff just with us on here is it's, I'm talking about the same shit. The whole point of this is to is to, you know, make whoever's listening, whoever. And we think every single fucking person like it's crazy, dude. I said this before. I would never imagine my life turning out the way it has um, doing a podcast with you guys. But being a family and, and feeling like everybody is included, like it's just a whole experience. I mean, it's this is our life, dude. And like you said, yeah, we shoot the shit and we talk about stuff that we love. And it, it all happens to be horror stuff, horror movies, you know, TV shows, whatever, because that's what we love and shit like that. And to me, it's kind of crazy, but there's no fucking better feeling. And then, like you said, the sense of accomplishment that we get from this dude. I don't know, man. I've had so much fun, but... You can only have so much fun doing something where as opposed to if you're uh, if you're really doing something like accomplishing something and and creating something and and doing something uh, productive, it's a whole different ball game, I think, right? Like it's a whole different feeling, dude, than just hanging out and smoking pot on the couch. Yeah. Exactly. It's rewarding. And that's the funny thing, too. Like, I can smoke pot and do this. But I'm just saying there's something about this where it's just special, dude. It's been so much fun. Like I said, I feel like you guys are family. And you and the best part about it, too, is we'll always be family. Like, this is just a show. This is just, a you know, us getting together and doing something specific. But you guys are always going to be my family. And the only difference is I'm just going to always be looking back unfortunately, um, 
to these times saying those were, you know, the glory days because because we really have had some fucking awesome times on these fucking microphones, dude. I mean, I've literally never met you fucking assholes and I consider you family. Like, who can say that for real? And that's real shit. I'm not just hamming it up. I'm not saying these things to say them. I truly fucking love you guys. And I truly have had so much fun. Um, and, and I want to thank you guys for that too. Like truly like from the bottom of my fucking heart, you guys have changed my life for the better. I've been through some fucking dark times and literally this show has been everything to me. What I cling on to, what I hold on to you guys specifically. Uh, you both mean a lot to me and I, I've always enjoyed the times when even outside the show, when we talk on the phone or, you know, whatever, um, I still remember early on, it was the first Christmas Eve after I was on the show. You know what oh, I'm going to yeah. say. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was Christmas Eve and Alex called me and I was like, oh, what's up? You know, and he was just calling just to talk. And yeah. that meant a lot to me, though, because. I mean, you know, we all families and whatever and things that we do on the holidays, but uh, it really meant a lot to me that he took time out on Christmas Eve just to call and say hi. And that was, I don't know, that was very special. And there are times when I would talk to, to Dan and I don't know, it's like you ever have those people that when they call you, you see their name on your phone and you just light up, you know, yep, you're like, oh, yay. You know, and that <laughs> that's what I get when I hear from you guys, whether it's a message or like because sometimes <laughs> Dan will send me like random Facebook messages about, you know, it could be something that I said, like I said something smart ass some on Facebook and then he's just like, damn, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 yeah J jason lloyd created like such an amazing thing with all these networks and brought us all together and we all thank him for all of his hard work too and yeah. like he like the experiences we have is is solely because of him and it's like he's he's the unsung hero you know as much as we say oh yeah he's cool yeah cool thanks like nobody really understands the lengths he goes through to to make this right. all happen. You know, like this is it's it's efforts from everybody. It's in the sense of accomplishment. That's all of our efforts. You know, we've all made a concerted effort to put forth the best. You know, the reason why this is so much different than just oh, you're listening to three people have a conversation about a horror movie. No. We that would f sound very different if we were doing that. Um, I, I probably um, I'm so much of who I am here at this point that when I do talk to people about horror, like uh, I probably turn on the Alex from the Skeleton Crew thing. If that <laughs> guy didn't exist, then the conversations I have with people would be very lame and not very interesting. The right. accomplishment comes in the consciousness of what we're doing, where we are, and what we're going for. These conversations are far different. We put a lot more into it and and have a different approach to it because we know we're doing a podcast. Right. 
Alex, I want to say too, like uh, about you guys particularly, because I, I totally agree with what Jamie said. First off, where I see you guys calling ever, and I light up as well. But it's also those people too, where, where when you're when you're making moves with them, when you're doing stuff, when you're doing productive stuff or whatever. Um, it makes you feel good, and you guys have totally fucking made me feel great these past couple of years, just getting away from all the bullshit, doing something fun with your friends, and it's really, like, I consider the Skeleton Crew my fucking therapy. Mm. Like, so I want to thank everybody for listening, because, you know, instead of paying fucking therapy bills, I have this show. You know, people who've been there forever, you know, like Jerry Esposito right. or Jordy. Oh, don't or... do it, Jamie. You're going to forget somebody. Oh, I, I know, know, I know, don't I know, do I know. But I, I just, uh, man, I wanna. Um, <laughs> and I know you're right. You're right. It's inevitable. It's inevitable when you do that. You always end up forgetting people, and they're always like really important people that you don't right. want to forget. And they're, and they're so, like, oh, they didn't mention me, but yeah, that's why I don't do it. I try not to. I'm thinking of you. You know who you are. You're clearly the people we interact with all the time. You've been there from the beginning, or even I don't care if you've been here since Phantasm Five, like like Jerry, right? <laughs> you know, like it doesn't really matter. I mean, <clears throat> it's it's all about did you connect with us? Are you listening? Right? Like even this guy Don, who is um, he seems to have joined the horophilia thing recently because he's a big Marrow Children fan and he listens to that podcast, and he's he yep. just started listening to Skeleton Crew when our other show came out so he's he heard the, like the last 10 so that's really unique and he never wanted to hear the earlier ones and i told him you know he really liked the classic shows so i said well dude we did all we did like all these movies i mean you know go back and listen and he's like yeah i guess i have to i mean it's sad that you're leaving and everything i go well it ain't over for you dude you got like five years to go <laughs> i know i'm jealous <laughs> yeah right i'm jealous man i wish i could start from the beginning but uh yeah it's it's been amazing uh the friends we've made i stressed that i think it was on show 50 or 100 that the most important thing to me are the the people we interact with and yeah. things like that yep. uh yes this is all important the, the 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 show is is everything to me like that's very important to me but mm -hmm. the people are what makes the show something far more than words or how about the yeah. people who say like rye who who say who said on numerous occasions that we have in some way made their lives better or given them you know like like maybe taken their mind off things they were going through or um I don't know. Let them know they're not the only ones out there who love the things that we love. That is those those statements, those comments are the ones that really mean a lot to me because it's nice to know that people are listening and care about what you say. But it's it means a lot to me to know that we're their escape. Right. You know, that it actually that we're actually making a difference, too. I mean, that's just bonus. It, it makes me feel really good to know that someone actually looks forward to because I have shows that I listen to and I look forward to hearing it and it's it I get excited when I know it's time for a new show to drop I get impatient when I'm right. waiting for it you know and yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. you know and then when it when it does show up in your feed you're like yes you know I mean it right. I know that feeling as a listener and so to know th that someone out there feels that about us 
is a really nice feeling. Yeah, you know, it's it's amazing. Yeah, Jamie, good, good. That's a good point. All those little moments where, uh, from the time that you do a show, and then we patiently wait for Alex to to make it into something good. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, no, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you like when you see it on the feed. It, it's definitely fucking great because, like I said before, for me, sometimes uh, listening back to the shows, I. I still hate listening to my own voice, but I think everybody does. I think Alex probably hates listening oh, to my voice. I've heard voice. your voice. You guys, I can't believe I don't go to sleep hearing your voices. I know, dude. I don't. Hey, man. I know. Seriously. So, you know, and that's the best part is to find people, uh, you know, over the Internet from fucking everywhere, dude. And we all just meet up and, and shoot the shit. And, and, and it's cathartic, man. I love it. And that's always been the best. Well, part. Yeah, let, let, let's point that out. Let's talk about the five year anniversary videos people submitted that I made into that like montage clip because that was incredible. You that was so amazing. Montage, montage. I can't was... believe people took yeah, the time dude. that they did, you know, to to do that for us. I I wanted to make that montage of you guys and put it on the show because I was so taken back by it and I felt that I I want all of you to know that you were on the skeleton crew, you know? Like you, I I always think it's cool. I'm a, I'm a fan of some podcasts, and I I like to like send them things, and then when they play it, I always get like this big thrill out of it. Even though like you would think, why would you care? I mean, but yeah, I still do because um, it's like my favorite shows. So when they play my clip or mention my name in an email, for some reason, believe it or not, I still get excited. Even though you would think I'm jaded by now but that's that's one uh thing i love no, i do too i and yeah. Yeah. i've been on most of the shows <laughs> right. and, but but i i still love it uh it still gives you a, a bit of a thrill to know you know you know i guess what it is is to know that someone is thinking of you when you're not in the room with them or right. you know on the call with them you know right. and and that's a that's always a nice thing yeah Daniel Harris, and you're listening to The Skeleton Crew. Hi, crew and crew listeners. Matthew Farrago here. Uh, I want to say a big, huge thank you to uh, to you guys for giving us uh, a great, great, great podcast. I guess you guys set the, the bar high for uh, other podcasts. In fact, I've never heard a podcast before uh, hearing you guys. So uh, starting off on uh, the best was a coincidence, but... Uh, Anyway, yeah, really happy to have to have followed you guys through the years. I'll say uh, to Alex, uh, Dan, Jamie, with uh, Mike and Dave, obviously, um, thanks a lot for uh, sharing your passion, being real during the show. Um, thanks a lot, and uh, be hearing you guys somewhere else, I guess. Bye. Take care.
the sun sets on another day All the memories will never fade away Looking back to all those moments that we shared Where it all began with all those dreams we dared No regrets We will never forget We'll play Until the end It's not over Not over My friends We are Together Show the world just how we feel So remember this We can never fall In our hearts we're all for one And one for all So now we will rejoice Tonight with one voice Signal back. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Okay. I... Boneheads, boners, please. It's with Elegant. I, I m- m- managed to get through a second time, but I don't think I can do it again. Please. You have to turn off this podcast. It, your lives are at stake. Please. Alex has a plan for each and every one of you, and it isn't good. I'm sorry. Do not listen to the end of this podcast. It's a matter of life and freaking death. Oh my God. I'm seeing the numbers right here. You guys are still listening. You're Please, you got to turn this off. You have to stop the podcast right now. I see some of you have turned it off, but it's not enough. It is not enough, people. It's a matter of life and freaking death. You're going to die if you listen to the end of this podcast. Please, I know it's Halloween night. I know it's the final episode of The Crew, but you have to turn it off. You have to stop this podcast. Please, boneheads, for the love of God, just stop the podcast. Please stop it. Please stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Ode to the friends we've made and a special ode to Dave Z who came in here when you know we were just all lost and 
things were just not looking good. I mean, no one in the world can replace Dan Chase. He's irreplaceable. Thanks, man. Yeah, absolutely. And Dave, you know, I've, of course, been asked, you know, do you think the show was better with Dave or Dan? And I remember one time I was mad at you because, um, I don't know, I saw <laughs> something you did online. So I decided to take a jab and say that the show is better without you and this and that. Oh, I remember that. I was so I was devastated. <laughs> devastated. I was just being a dick. See, the fucker. The the point is Dave was not here to make the show better. That's not what he was here to do. So, it's it's not about that. He like he was here to make it seamlessly uh continue on. It it wasn't about being better or worse. That wasn't his job on the show. He knew what he had to do. He he already connected me and him go way back, right? And we were so t- zoned into each other on banana lasers. So he was the only person who could have carried the weight of the loss of Dan on his shoulders. Yeah, well, I, and I he, yeah, thank he's him too. Yeah. distinctly different. Um, right. And it was, you know, he didn't, he wasn't uh, trying to be Dan or right. replace Dan or anything. Um, he just was helping us balance things out right and uh, he did he did a, he did an amazing job and oh, yeah. i yeah. i love dave i will always i always i still do a show with dave and right. i i love the shit out of him so i was very happy to have him on board at the same time i'm so tickled that when we're going out we're going out with dan just because and that has nothing that has nothing to do with Dave. I love the time that he was on the show. It's it's that I'm a really anal when it comes to <laughs> things yeah, <we> being <laughs> when it comes to things being um like symmetrical or uh, um coming full circle. Yeah, like I have to chew my gum equally on both sides of my mouth. Like I, I and mm-hmm. Today we were doing this is so stupid, but today we were doing bottle returns and I had an even I was we were both Brian and I were both putting bottles in and I had an even number on my machine and he went and he was and he took the ticket from his and he's like, Okay, you finish it out and I was like, No, I had an even number. I was gonna give these to you and he's like, Jesus Christ, you're O C D Um <laughs> But just like it meant a lot to me that we ended on Leatherface because yeah. we began on Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, to me, that was huge. Um, so because of all those reasons um, that I rambled on about, uh, because I began with Dan, it's important for me to end that way. Right. You know, um, it's it just it's a nice bookend. And um, that makes it sound like he's an inanimate object. And I don't mean well, that. Like, you know, you're a good bookend, Dan. What I mean really is, is. <laughs> is I want. He's a great paperweight. I love you so much. And I, if I if you. we have to go out, then I it makes me happy to go out the way we came in or at least the way I came in. You guys were already there. But and having Dave on the last show, too, that's you know, obviously just as. Important. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, for for sure, because I wouldn't want to do that without him. Yeah, can you imagine? Right. He was a really important right. he was a really important part of the show. And I would not want to end the show without acknowledging that. Right. The probably was I have a problem with is Jerry being on the last show. Yeah, well, anyway. <laughs> you're not the only one, Alex. <laughs> no, but no, dude, well, Matt couldn't be here, so yeah. right, yeah, somebody had to fill in for him. Um, <laughs> Jerry's filler. Hey, Jerry is filler. Yeah, uh, he, he's the cream filling. <laughs> and one of the things um, 
you know, Dave coming in here and and bridging that gap and the fact that he did this like selfless act and said, you know what, I want my show back. I'm so happy you guys are good. And then you come in for this unfucking believable like return from God only like, dude. Do you know? I mean, Jamie, he probably just thinks I'm blowing smoke. Can you tell him how amazing he was in 2017 every show? Shit, thanks, man. It was phenomenal. No, it was it, the whole. This has been one of my favorite periods of time with this with the show. It's been for a lot of reasons. Uh, Dan was incredible. Um, and, and, and Alex, you have been so stress free, right? This year, um, it's amazing. It's um, yeah. I mean, it's a completely different dynamic because, I, I mean, people know kind of what was going on behind the scenes, but I guess no one will ever ever know everything just because there are little nuanced things that you have to have been there to. Yeah. To, to know about or to understand. But there was a period of time when it was very tumultuous. Horrible. And um, it was it was just, oh, man. Yeah. It was very uncomfortable. And it's, I didn't know, I, I didn't know if we could ever come back from that. Right. And, but not only did we come back from that, but it feel, this last year that we've been together, it feels like that never happened. Yeah, right. It, right. I I don't even I, it. I don't even. I I look back and I don't even know who those people are. Right. You know. Right. It's almost like you couldn't believe this year could have existed. It's it's almost like this is the most ideal podcasting experience you could hope for i mean listen yes we had scheduling problems people's computers died in between our recording so uh power went out whatever <laughs> believe it or not the hack actually happened <laughs> that was good. um <clears throat> things like that we all were ready to record somebody got called into work yes yeah those things happened difference we were all in a different place in our minds uh we all handled things like we should have always and it's been a great experience and i gotta tell you as fun as some of this drama might have been with arguing and doing shows or this that the other thing there's nothing better than than getting along with people having fun and that's what we're all here to do that's why we all signed up for this it's not for this like leaving wreckage behind and craziness and blah blah that's that's what was on this show because that's what happened and right. and it's right. it's real. And this is like a real show. There's almost like a it's kind of like a reality show. <laughs> I'll, I'll just say this. This show has been full of, uh, you know, moments that are all meant to be and uh, destiny. Yeah, we're. I think a lot of this is destined. And one thing I could say, and it, it really culminated in my C.J. Graham experience and uh, the whole thing I talked about with uh, the the uh, convention I was at this year, and then finding out that C.J. Graham blew up like this gigantic. Oh, that oh, was, that was so. Awesome, that was the coolest bro. thing. Ah, like what is it, like a thirty by forty poster? Like uh, it's made out of cloth or something that he pins up, 
and it, it is gigantic, and he hangs it in conventions as to sell his photo ops where you take a picture with him in his Jason 6 costume, and it's me and him. It's crazy. He's bro. choking me, or whatever he did, pulled my shirt, and uh, was going to cut me or whatever, and <clears throat> that's who he decided to do this with. <laughs> so... That just like blows my mind. Thousands upon thousands of people have taken this picture with him. And uh, in that whole experience and everything that's ever happened here and, and this whole res- resurgence and this full circle stuff and everything we've ever talked about with this crazy coincidences, uh, I realized I was supposed to do this. There's no right mistake here. Um, I, and I was supposed to meet Jamie the way I did. Uh, I, there was a shelf life with Mike clearly, and I was guided towards Jamie and Dan, I contacted him so randomly and we talked about it, so I won't go over it again, but he was just somebody that listened to rabbit and red. And so I was meant to be there. And I was meant, uh, I hope I wasn't meant to fight with Vince all that much because that's not a good thing. And, you shouldn't have that kind of relationship with people. There is no mistake that this was all supposed to start up and we were all, I think our lives were changed for the better and we've we've lived very fulfilled lives. You know, I think better than that though, dude, is having having that the the foresight or whatever you call it to realize that while you're going through it. And I think that's also what that's also another reason why we're wrapping it up. It's because we've pretty much fucking covered everything we've ever wanted to cover. Um it's been so much fucking fun and to to have control over the the uh you know the beginning, middle and end um Right. This, like this thank God we're all alive here. Like exactly. can you yeah, imagine like, if we <laughs> like one of us died and we're like, okay, well, hi, we're here, someone died, so we're just gonna stop doing this. We just wanna let you guys know. Like who, yeah. who wants to hear that? But <laughs> yes. so uh I guess final words, the audience all in one, so since Dan just went, so Jamie, you first. <laughs> what are your final statements? Um Wow, I want to thank both of you. And Dave and Jason. Jason knows already, or he better know already uh, how much he means to me. I mean, uh, it's like I think Dave said the other day, I wouldn't even know Brian if it wasn't wasn't for Jason. Like, it's it's weird. But, uh, and and all the listeners, um, like I said earlier, it's, this has been a wild ride. It's been a fun one. It's been a huge part of my life and I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it a lot, but we've always got the archives that can go back and hear it. So that's something or go back and listen to the shows I never listened to. (laughs) (laughs) That's a real tear jerker, Jamie. (laughs) <laughs> oh no a lot of them i did listen to obviously but um there are some that i never did get around to listening to so there are some episodes i've never heard what are you gonna miss <laughs> most jamie about this whole thing Buckethead. um yeah I, still to this day whenever i'm listening to an episode and the and soothsayer kicks in it uh 
It, I mean, it, that that will never change. It's all yeah. I always. It's it's amazing that, and I am so thankful to you that you have never altered that. Hmm. Right. I did once for the Jason Goes to Hell show because I had to use the same ending we used to use when we did the Twelve Days of Friday Thirteen. Right. Oh, oh that's, that's right. The, yeah, yeah. I did right. notice yep. that. Yep. yep. Um. But if but I knew that wasn't a permanent thing. Right. So yeah, what yeah. you know, if um. Yeah, if I had ever been listening to a show and suddenly that changed, I would be like, what the hell just happened? You'd be like, you would be like, beep, 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 beep. What the fuck was that? Dude, I just heard the new show. What the fuck? What's wrong, Jamie? I left everything that you said about Flanagan. No, no. That fucking song is supposed to be Soothsayer, asshole. What do you think you're doing? You should talk to us about this. Well, you know, and sometimes, uh, actually a lot of times, what I have done is I'll finish listening to an episode, I'll hear that, and then I have to pull up the song oh. uh, separately and listen to the song a couple times. Yeah. Because it just... It, it is amazing. It means, it means a lot to me, and... I don't know how I found that song. I think, uh, you know, Bill Mosley changed our lives, <laughs> because he he created the soundtrack for our show, because... After him, I learned about the corn bugs and Buckethead, and ever since then, I, 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 I must have just typed in Buckethead on YouTube, and I suppose Soothsayer is his most famous song. I don't even really know, and that is just what came up, so I just played it, and I was just very taken by it, and I said, wow, that's cool how it's like low, and then it gets heavy, and that's cool, and then... um. I said, that would be good to end the show with, I guess. So then I did it, but I didn't like how it was exactly. So I cut out a part of when it first gets loud. I cut that out and then it, I hit it with. So um, I actually altered that song for our show. And I think I played it one time on our horror hits special. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So it's weird to hear the difference. But uh, yeah, Bill Mosley, because of him, most of the background music you've ever heard on our show is Buckethead. And it gave us our own distinct sound because nobody really plays that music. Uh, well, and and I told you my buckethead story when I saw him play with Primus, dude. He's like a legend. He's so good at what he does. Yeah, Matt watched saw him live too, and Matt sent us a recording of Soothsayer live, and I used that for one of our endings. Hell yeah, dude! No, he's a legend, dude. And and I, I'm I'm in the same camp you guys are. Like, I, it's it's not goosebumps, but it's a very particular feeling. It's of sadness and yet like pride. Like I oh, love that's so exactly much. it. Yeah, yeah. I, and I love you guys, and I feel like that just that says it all, dude. Right there, it, and without saying anything, uh, he says it with the fucking guitar and that bucket on his head, dude. But I feel like oh, and I listen. By the way, I never stop listen. Like I listen to the very end till that song is over. Yeah. Me too. I, yep. I can't. I can't Can not. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, what's right. funny, too, is like, you know how you always start it really low during the end of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you can hear it creeping up. Yes. And but every time, though, I'm like, no, damn it. No, because it yeah, means it's right, the end right, of the show. Right, so right, I get right. really I get really sad because of the, the end of the show is coming. But then like I then at the same time, like almost instantaneously, I get giddy because I'm waiting for it. And then like and then like you get that you end it. Oh, my God, it's so tight every time you do it it's like it's just like the last word and then bam and then i don't know it's yeah it's like and i geek out every time it's 
It's so badass. It's it's almost like it had to be on our show. It's almost perfect. Like our voices almost fit it at this point. Like, oh yeah, especially when you I think on the last episode I said the last thing. Okay. Um but most of the time you are the one who ends out in ends out the show, was the last voice before that and so I kind of tie those together. <laughs> I always yell something stupid, but Alex always cuts it out. <laughs> no, I don't. If it's good, I leave it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. You always cut it out. <laughs> it's, it's never good. All right, Dan. Well, give us something good. This is your final piece on the Skeleton Crew. Uh, how would you like to say goodbye to – I just – I got to say that it's just – this is – like I said, it's changed my life. It's been so fucking fun. Uh, reviewing all these movies with you guys. But more importantly, I got two awesome fucking friends. And I'll say this too, you know, we, this will not be the last time that we all podcast together. And like I said before, just knowing that, that, you know, <laughs> life ain't gonna end, but uh, we really did something special here. And I will always look back on this show and you guys and everything that we've accomplished and done with with fucking such pride and such great memories, dude. Like, this is such a unique experience. And I wanted to say this too. Like, I've never I, I never thought that I'd be doing this and and have friends, you know, that w- that we do a show and we're in fucking different states and, and then we get magically transported to the fucking dungeon. And it's just one of those things where it's so unique that I feel it's. It, I'm trying to. I've been trying to think of a word, but I just feel at home when I'm with you guys. When we're recording these shows, I feel at home, and and I think that's maybe the outcast in me. Always, you know, like everybody's got that part of themselves where they grow up and they always are into certain things. But you always feel like an outcast, and you're not exactly like everybody else or whatever. And and I I feel like with horror movies it, that that runs concurrent with horror movies. So when we all get on here and do this man i just i can't even describe it if it's this has been such a unique experience and and i don't think it could ever be replicated dude i think that we caught lightning in a bottle um it'll never be like this again but it's been uh it's been real and i love i love fucking you guys yeah you too man everybody's fucking dedication to the show too. Like you guys take it so seriously. Um, and, and you guys treat it with such respect. Like it's fucking nuts to me how I feel like I'm the most privileged person in the world. I still feel like I should not be here with you guys. And you guys are, are not only my favorite podcasters out there. And the fact that I get to do a show with you is just mind blowing to this day, five years later, I still feel very lucky to be on the show, but you guys beyond being fucking great podcasters are some of the best fucking people I've ever met in my life, dude. So, so thank you. This has been one of the best experiences and I could not imagine a better ending to a show that I was on than this and, and being here with you guys. I never thought I would be back here. Actually, I always did. I was really in the back of my head. I was like, ah, Uh, Jamie, let's throw him off of here. (laughs) <laughs> now he's getting cocky like two minutes before right just to add yeah, to- two minutes before he's done let's throw him off one last time <laughs> let's bring it full circle once again right exactly everybody that's ever listened you guys are fucking amazing dude this has just been unreal for me and um and and honestly you guys made me 
feel my worth, you know, like I feel worth something because I'm on this show. Um, and, and that's really carried in other aspects of my life too. So that's like a heartfelt thank you to everybody. I, you know, I still remember sitting here and, uh, one time a listener asked us, uh, something about our future or other projects we're doing. And I said that, uh, all my attentions lie here, making this show the best it could be. Right. I still remember sitting there and now I'm sitting here living out the part of the show that I dreaded for so long. I mean, this was like the greatest creative experience of my life. And um, right. and I, 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 I'm one of those lucky people that, you know, one of the sh- the things I always envied about certain TV shows, whether it be, you know, Married with Children, The Simpsons, Sons of Anarchy. And, you know, uh, I'm referring to shows that have the perfect cast like nobody else could be certain people Uh, you couldn't replace Al Bundy you know nobody else could be Homer Simpson things like that and I feel like I I lived out my dream I got to be on a show that nobody else could be either one of you two and no one else could be Dave I somehow got lucky with that with Banana Laser with Matt you know I I'm stepping in dog shit left and right and um it's like I, I just I'm just in a whirlwind of greatness that I'm just a part of somehow and I just I'm a very privileged person for that reason. You know, I'm I'm just surrounded by great people and I was given a gift to uh produce things. <laughs> Apparently I was supposed to, I guess, paint pictures through words and bring things to life and, and help uh someone relive something they really like i'm able to to do that for you i'm so privileged because as i'm doing it for you i'm doing it for me and i'm doing it with dan and jamie and it's it's quite the experience um i don't know who's even got the better end of it the this end or or just being able to just enjoy it you know (laughs) no i get the best end because i got a front row seat to the fucking two best podcasters out there in my opinion i told you this earlier alex dude there's nobody fucking better than you and i i have so much respect for 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 everything that you both bring to the table in such different ways well thank you and look what you bring dude really great i mean it's just it's quite the experience that you could we I can't wrap up in a minute or two, but I could try or just say something that I think that, you know, whatever should be said in the end. Um, Besides the people I've worked with, uh, the other thing that I'm just grateful for is that they, they took me in. I mean, I found the people who are like me, you know, it's, it's, and that's, What's the amazing thing about the internet? You know, I mean, you could run outside and scream in the middle of the street and try to get any of your neighbors, hey, so which one do you like Halloween too? Uh, you know, and you'll get no answers and good luck having any kind of bonding in that way with anybody. <laughs> good luck with all that. <laughs> uh, or, or going up to guys at work. So uh, what do you guys think of Jamie Lee Curtis? Do you like her better than Scout Taylor Compton? And they'll be like, who's that? What are you talking about, dude? Do you have the stuff ready for work today? just fucking give it to me so the fact that we could all find each other is really a privilege people could not do this in the 80s and 90s 
Well, maybe 97 or something. Right. But maybe. it's, yeah, I think the internet started sometime around that. That's when I got on. Yeah, but when did Skype start? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, in wrapping, I just want to say, you know, people uh, have said, much like New Line Cinema is the house Freddie built, that the Horrorphilia Podcast Network is the house the Skeleton Crew built. And if that's true, all I can say is that would mean that much like Dave Z, Horophilia got back everything it put in to the Skeleton Crew. Endless dedication, help, assistance, extra favors, everything that we ever got along the way hopefully has been paid back tenfold in ways like Jason alluded to earlier in that montage I played about how Horophilia might not be here today if if not us doing what we did and generating a lot of interest and inspiring other shows and all that kind of good stuff. I couldn't be happier about how that worked out for Horophilia. And now it's a great playground for the shows of all my friends who are doing above and beyond great jobs. We're sad to leave all you guys, but we know that you'll keep this whole thing alive. We'll be proud to know that we came from this network of so many great shows. I'm glad I found all you guys. We're glad. We're glad we found each other. Thanks for uh, even checking out our show and then realizing you liked it. And then not being too lazy to uh, keep listening. (laughs) There's so many people here. Oh, yeah, I'm so far behind. And once I get too far, I just give up. Because I figure I'm out, I'm out of it. But no, there's people who just keep on going. And if you you're behind, you binged it till you got there. And those are uh, amazing people. Like Kenneth recently told me he did that, and Jerry did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's great people. So, all right, guys. Well, it is time to get up out of our chairs. That our little show banner we've been sitting in for. <laughs> Oh, Jamie, that's where my weed was. You were sitting on it, girl. <laughs> I've been looking for that shit, yo. Well, I needed Let's something down here. Time. It's it's everything down here is made of stone. <laughs> I'm still wondering where her arm is. <laughs> yeah, that rat nodded off a long time ago. Oh, oh I thought I was sitting on it. Never mind. Yeah, well, well, we're up. We're leaning over and talking into our mics. And uh, yeah, guys. It's been a great journey. We'll never forget it. We could always look back on it. You probably hear the Buckethead music playing already. So you know what that means. Oh, it started. Fuck. (laughs) Don't cry, guys. Come on. There's a whole back catalog. I'm sure you forgot half this stuff anyway. Relive it. Have a great time. And follow us on our future ventures. Dan, listen to Cut to the Chase. Jamie, listen to ABC's A Hidden Horror. Evil Episodes. Devour the podcast, Cinema Beef. Yep. And I am on the Married with Children podcast and Cut to the Chase. Sir. Look for us there. All horrorphilia. Thanks again, Jason. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Dave. Hell yeah. All right, guys. See you later. Thanks for the great memories. And thank you, Buckethead. Play that shit, bro. Just leave a light on for me. Guys?